Highlight the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You Aww. can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, no, Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. This is supposed to be over by now. It's supposed to be over. The switch will flip soon. It, it but. can't take it anymore. Uh, you see any of this Hunter Biden drama today? I did. Holy cow. Did you hear about this impersonation bit? What? So I I had a lot to get done today. I haven't been completely on all of the latest news, but Hunter Biden, some uh, some drama went down in the courtroom. His plea deal to accept two misdemeanors related to his tax nonpayment and uh, and his kind of deferral on his gun charge, whatever the technical term is, he's going to go to treatment to avoid his his gun felony. That plea deal fell apart because there was some dispute or misunderstanding about whether that shielded him from potential future charges. That was one okay. piece in the matter. The defense thought that was the case. The prosecution was saying, no, he might still have charges forthcoming in other matters. And then the other piece is... Before this court hearing, the House Ways and Means Committee, which has been a part of this investigation into all of his uh, foreign shenanigans, they filed some sort of brief with the court. As far as I'm aware, that's not public information, but they gave a bunch of information to the court about uh, Hunter Biden fuckery in general. That coming from a congressional committee. One of the lawyers from Hunter's team went to the court, called up the court, pretending to be a lawyer from that congressional committee and said, just kidding, something to the effect of just kidding. We don't want to file that or we want to retract uh, that filing. We don't want that as part of the case. And this all got blown up and the judge is trying to get an explanation for that. But what an insane thing to try. And you think, why would they do something so risky if you have what is widely regarded as a sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden? Just accept your misdemeanors. Was it that lawyer that was smoking weed with him? It uh, might have been the guy taking the bong hit. I don't know. No, it was a chick, so it definitely wasn't him. Damn. But the only way... That is a risky... He's got some shady, shady lawyers. And that's the thing. The only way it makes sense is if there's some really damning stuff in that filing that they don't want to be made public. But there's got to be... You only take that risk if there's something that you really, really don't want to happen. And clearly... You would like to have Hunter Biden get away with most, if not all of his nonsense with just a couple misdemeanors and some some sort of deferred felony that are that'll never be realized. So, holy cow, whatever's going on in this wow. case has gone completely insane within the last 24 hours. Dude, um, how much do you think she got paid? He must have been paying her out the ass to do something like that. She's going to get disbarred, right? I don't know. Maybe someone with uh, a more understanding of the legal profession could clue me in because that that Dude, seems like. Dude, if you like, don't get disbarred for that, what do you? What's the point? I would think this? that might be borderline illegal, not just uh, unethical, it has to be lawyerly behavior, but you, there might be criminal charges for something like that. Maybe I don't know. And then also, uh, oh, uh, Obama's chef died. He just went paddleboarding off Obama's Martha's Martha's Vineyard home. Strangely. 
supposedly by himself, except for with someone else unidentified. And then Mitch McConnell. Oh, is pretty that much, what that 911 call was about? Oh, you didn't see? Yeah. Obama's personal chef died while paddleboarding oh. in eight feet of water off the uh, Obama Martha's Vineyard home the other night. Really? And Mitch McConnell basically died on camera today. <laughs> there was some kind of like weird seizure or something. Interesting. And then LeBron James kid, right? He basically died too. You know, yeah. but that's that's normal. Uh, you know, uh, eighteen year old high level athletes have been going into cardiac arrest spontaneously for a long time. You just haven't heard about it. Yep. Very it's common. Totally normal. Anyway, man, uh, crazy news cycle right now. So I assume some of these topics may come up later in the evening. But um, we will have a call in show this evening as usual. Most of you are familiar with how that works, but if you are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate. There are instructions for how to do that in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting in live. Of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. That's uh, the only place we accept them. That helps keep us organized. So thank you for using that. Uh, and of course we'll catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. Anything else before we hop into the callers? Nope. Uh, I'm definitely going to throw up tonight though. So All right. well, hang in there with me. Enjoy the show. Everybody. <sighs> Gilgamesh. What's on your mind? Hi. I'm How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? You passed the morning sickness blonde. Nope. Are you I- on to the eating? I think that this is probably the last week, though. I've been saying this for five weeks. But... Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear her? Okay. Now, all the morning sickness, have you got to the to now you're just hungry all the time? Can you not hear me? I no, I can't. Hear, I can hear you at times, but I I'm watching Matt talk and I don't hear you until you say something. So. Well, yeah. The, <laughs> right. Okay. But you there's can... definitely there's there's something causing it not to you know like i'm hearing you after you finish talking it comes through the well so i don't know what's going on there's you mean you're watching there's a delay on the stream you shouldn't be watching the stream yeah now. yeah no i'm looking at it on my tv i have the sound down yeah so that's watching, well that's going to be way off that's going to be yeah. like 10 well, 20 seconds i notice that each time but um yeah so you're going to japan in what month is it Se- september okay and you're going to tokyo and uh, Okinawa, no. Oh, okay. We're going to Osaka, Kyoto. So have you been learning Japanese? <laughs> no. Oh, here's the thing. Razorfist said this. If you don't, the, the problem is most people will not speak to you in English. You have to, he said, because he learned Japanese and he lived there for a bit. He said, if you don't learn Japanese, most people won't even talk to you. They are sort of, oh yeah, they avoid, cut. and uh, the thing is, kanji is their biggest thing like they're like when you go into the hotel like for the tub and everything to know how to heat it it's all in kanji and you have to be able to understand the temperature and all that it's like the toilets are nice they're, they're i don't know bidet, my husband lived in japan are... twice and i've never heard this oh, before okay. so well i've watched a lot of people who live in japan and it's like you see like the thing for the for the tub because it's a soaker not the where you bathe in and it has the thing to fill it and everything. It's all in, in kanji. And it's like, oh, okay, I couldn't understand how to do that. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know kanji. 
It'll be okay. And, it's okay. Yeah, you'll do fine. You have your husband, so you're gonna. He understands Japanese. No, no, your, he, he doesn't speak oh, any Japanese. Yeah. Oh God, that's gonna be fun because English translations are kind of messed up. No, it's okay. Yeah. He, um, yeah. you know, from his experience, people just want to speak English too. Oh, okay. Because Razor said a lot of them don't do that. They don't tend to talk to people mm-hmm. if you don't speak their language. They kind of be offish to foreigners. And well, like, he's oh, not okay. blonde. He doesn't have a tiny blonde daughter. Oh. And a giant blonde husband. I think we're going to be like local celebrities. A, a nine foot tall Godzilla come into Japan. That'll freak them out. Yep. Yeah. Me coming, they'd be like, oh, it's, it's, you're short. <laughs> they see Tom Cruise. Oh my God. Tom Cruise is our God. Yeah. They love Tom Cruise in Japan. That's weird. Yeah. Oh no. He's big in Asia. He is. His movies do phenomenal because people love seeing his action films. He's huge in Asia. It was like when Charles Bronson was big in Japan. They loved watching his movies. Certain actors are so big in Asia that no matter how bad the movies do in America, they do they hit it, kill it in, in Asia. And Tom Cruise, <laughs> Mel Gibson's another one they love. They love well, Mel Gibson in Asia. Yeah. Everybody loves Mel Gibson. Oh, they do. Oh. You know, Charles Bronson was so huge that when Red Sun came out, he was, his, he was the only one on the poster for Japan. Not not to the uh, Japanese actor, uh, Sonny was it Chiba? It was just him. That's how big that Charles Bronson happened to be in Japan. And I picked out your picks for the movies when you picked the five. I picked Once Upon a Time in the West. I love that goddamn movie. So Giuliani's Charles Bronson's Western is an underrated classic. And I Who's picked picks? into the your picks when they, when people went with the with the I think you know, that picked five movies. I think that might have been and, one of my wife uh, one of my wife's picks. No, no, no. She, she loves that movie. She had she had on the list. She had Once Upon a Time in the West, and nobody picked any of her movies. And they went with. The I don't Wild think Blonde Earth. nominated that. I think my wife did. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay, I thought that was you, Blonde. Oh. But your last picks, <sighs> the documentaries, I picked Into the Void. I've seen that. It's really good. Yeah, and yet people went with wild card, and now you're getting a boring mountain climbing movie documentary. Yeah, I don't think it's fine. boring. It's just... I think I think it's perfectly fine. I'm I'm excited to watch it again. I think it's Ugh. the physical feat it's... is incredible. Yeah, I know, but it's just so god boring. It's so long and boring. Oh yay, he's climbing. I get it. I'd rather watch Into the Void. It's a much more fascinating. But that's also about climbing. It's just with severe injury. I know, but it's much better done. <laughs> It's All right, more well, exciting. It doesn't bore you. Thanks for calling. We were watching it into the, the watching that movie. I went, oh my god, is he ever going to get to the top? Oh, okay, he finally made top. Okay, the movie's over. No, free solo. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank thank you for calling, man. We'll get oh, you. Yeah. See you later, Gogomesh. Bye bye. Oh yeah, take have fun in Japan, blonde. I will. Bye bye. Okay, uh, Phil is up next. Phil, are you there? Hey, how you doing? We are all right. What's on your mind? Uh, one of my, uh, one of the guys I met through the show was bothering me earlier today. He's like, are you going to, are you going to go on the show? Are you going to try to go on the show? Hmm. I was like, well, maybe, but it's just going to be me three bitching for three minutes about the world. So (laughs) that's fine. I, you don't give yourself enough credit. You're more thoughtful than that. I try to be, but it doesn't always work out that way. There's a lot Uh, to bitch about in your defense, but, uh, there are things to be thankful for too. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe in the fall I'll bring up the stuff I'm really thankful for. But right now, it's <laughs> not that time, I guess. Did you have you guys uh, followed the the Italian prime minister stuff at all? A little bit. Election? No, I don't know anything about it. I guess the uh, 
Well, I guess the other day she did the the heel turn where she uh, says, "Oh, never mind. I was lying about uh, stopping the refugee boats. Uh, Italy and Europe need immigration, you know, because they need these workers and what all." Mm. So she um, had campaigned in opposition to that, or what? What was the deal? She basically campaigned on on stopping the the refugee flows, like the uh, okay. illegal immigration. I think even cu- maybe cutting back on legal immigration to a point. Um, but basically, there was this big uh, meeting between uh, European Union leaders and uh, African leaders, and I guess the Middle Eastern ones too, to try to get a handle on, as they're calling it, unauthorized immigration. Now, mm. you know, changing the terms to keep us all kind of confused. And uh, apparently, Italy has promised that for the next three, in the next three years, they'll hand out at least four hundred and twenty-five thousand work visas to non-EU nationals. Um, like not each year, but like combined in the three years. So it, it kind of makes you wonder. Like, uh, well, obviously, like I don't think you can ever we're going to vote ourselves out of any of these problems. But even when these people campaign on each country saving themselves, they end up uh, shooting you in the back of the head the second they have have their position. How long from her entry into office to her position modification or reversal was it? Uh, sorry, you just cut out there. So how what was the gap in time between her entry into office and this change or reversal in position? How much time did it take? It's I think last falls when she, her government took power. Okay, so... So not like even a year. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, but she, is, did she offer an explanation? It's just economic reasons or was uh, that it? It's economic reasons. I think the Pope also had said something about uh, countries need to help these people in, uh, the, around the Mediterranean so that they're not like dying, trying to get to Europe kind of thing. I think he called it a theater of death. Hmm. You know, basically okay. we have to commit national suicide because the, uh, the Pope said it would be mean to do otherwise. Ah, and you know, you get this, you get this from like the GOP here too, where they're, they'll sit there and they'll, they'll, uh, basically give you a hard time for wanting, not wanting your country to turn into Somalia or, uh, you know, the nice Christians down the street are telling you, you have to support refugee resettlement because these people are going to save our country or because they're based or something. It's like, no, the reason these people seem based is because they still have a sense of themselves not because not because they're actually going to save us. They might save their own kids from the trannies, but they're not saving our kids. That's our responsibility. And we don't save our kids by handing our countries over to the dregs of the third world either. Well, that is an interesting <laughs> dilemma, though. It's like, would I choose the uh, pink-haired freaks or the Somalis Well, <laughs> to, to babysit it, my son? I'm going to pick neither, but if I had to. Like gun to that. Well, you can ba- you can babysit your own kids or have yeah. your gra- have the grandparents. That's the correct like, answer. This, you're is, right. this isn't this isn't like a, we have to pick this group because we're trying to deal with our own our own uh, our own um, enemies on our own on our own country. Like we yeah. can do the work ourselves, but we keep outsourcing it. That's why we fought the civil war in the first place. We were outsourcing our work to somebody else. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Blonde, your mic is muted. I think. Um, it's oh, cutting in and out for me a little bit. Yeah. Nope. My dog was barking. I muted my mic. Totally yeah. forgot about it. I've been talking oh, okay. <laughs> for a few minutes. Oh. <laughs> it's like, no wonder I haven't heard anything from <laughs> No, sorry. Well, did, did you want to, uh, revisit some of your thoughts? 
because we didn't get any uh, of it for like the I think since 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 Phil called in basically. Blonde. Yeah. Oh, that was the real the you know the biggest moral failing. Okay, not the biggest moral failing. So the, you know, humans have a right to their own work and to their autonomy and everything like that. But nobody ever talks about that. Like what happens to a society when you uh, depend on the manpower, like outsourcing the manpower for your productivity? It's 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 obviously destructive. Obviously. Um, yeah, there's kind of an independence that? argument there, although I suppose there's a debate to what extent was the South truly dependent upon slavery. It was a major part of their economy. But yeah, they, that's true, too. Yeah. Was it a dependence thing? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a mistake on many levels, certainly. Yeah. I think I, I think I brought up the point before that the reason the Welsh were relegated to such a small part of the island of Great Britain is because they invited the Angles and the Saxons over to help them deal with uh, some of their own enemies. And then the Angles and Saxons took over. Hmm. So uh, enemy of my enemy is not necessarily my friend is the lesson in, in generally in general. No, it's not. Wait, yeah. so we shouldn't ally with Muslims to deal with the gays. <laughs> we should wait. What? I, I'm should. sorry. It keeps cutting in and out of me. What is going on? I said we shouldn't it's, ally it's, with Muslims to deal with gays and other groups unless unless you have a well-defined plan on how to deal with the muslims afterwards i would say no well we, we deal, deal with, with them the in the way that we decide to deal with the gays and other we, groups i think we deal with the gays but your plans with the gays to is to sick the, the muslims on them yeah so how do you sick the muslims on the muslims you get a pit bull you get the pit bull <laughs> to kill all the neighborhood dogs that are defending or you know that are you know trying to bite your kid or whatever and then you put the pimple. You know, I had uh, this is a, a little off topic, Phil. So bear with me. But I was in I was in a town pump the other day. I won't go on glowing about town pump, but there I was making my frequent town pump visit, and I'm in there buying I don't know whatever snack I'm buying. And some woman is walking around. She's at the other uh, teller. She's actually at the other checkout uh, spot, and she has a pit bull in the store, which I've never seen before. I didn't even know you could bring dogs into the convenience store, or maybe this was some kind of service dog, but the. The cashier guy was like, oh, cool dog, da, da, da. And she already had this prepared speech about how they're just misunderstood. Just misunderstood. That's all. <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> Again, not taking shots at the, every pit bull owner out there. I understand your dog is probably very nice and well-trained or whatever. But the idea that every face mauling from a pit bull is just a misunderstanding. Uh, no, yeah. that's that's definitely I mean, what did, true. What, what did the kid do? Misunderstood. Yeah. He did yeah. not understand correctly. And it's uh, socioeconomic factors why uh, certain <laughs> groups are overrepresented in violent crime, too, I'm sure. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the people were just brought up in different environments. And this know? lady had, like, the prepared speech. And I'm supposed to believe the reason she has the prepared speech is, again, because of social forces that have made this a requirement of her life. None of it is based on any truth whatsoever. It's all part of a, a gigantic anti-pitbull conspiracy society-wide to demonize them and make them hated. And she is just fighting against that, I guess. But Another anyway, white savior. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, she didn't talk politics, so I don't know what her political affiliations may or may not be, but I suppose as applied to the dog world, she had some of those tendencies. It sounded like. Yeah. You should have well, just anyway, gone right in there and asked her about black people. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I was just listening. I, didn't I was start in a, recording. I was in a self checkout, so I didn't even have to talk to a guy. I'm just listening to this conversation, trying not to smirk too obviously. Well, she had that one locked and loaded because people are like, "Put your dog down." And he didn't even say anything. He's just like, "Oh, hey, cool dog." And she had this whole speech about how they're misunderstood, even though she wasn't challenged on having a pit bull. It's just that was her automatic response to just someone commenting on it. Oh. Anyway, Phil, uh, did you want a last word before we let you go? Uh, just one quick thing, I guess. Um, whenever I'm feeling particularly blackpilled, I just watch a Chris Hedges speech, and it makes me feel good because like, he's a left-winger who's blackpilled. But hmm. one of the things he said that's pretty true is that revolutionaries must be willing to put themselves into harm's way. And if we are not willing to, uh, at the very least, try to... Um, say do the tough work in our own towns like we basically don't deserve to have a future well it's it's kind of a false choice too because it's harm's way or harm's way (laughs) you know they're bringing harm to you uh and you're going to have to navigate your way out of that so harm is kind of a given i agree it's uh the harm is underway how are we going to get out of it by minimizing the harm to ourselves and hopefully to others yeah Mm -hmm. there's uh picking picking our own cotton would be a good start (laughs) All right. Well, um, but when, anyway, you, when you gotta, start up Phil's run. t-shirt business, I will happily buy uh, a large pack of them. Already. Sounds good, man. Catch yep, you next time. Yep. Okay. Egrin is up next. Egrin, are you there? Egrin? I got nothing. Okay. Egrin. I can't hear him. You got nothing? All right, we will come back to you, Ingrid. Sorry about that. How about Snuggly Love Muffin? Are you there? I sure am. Okay, what's on your mind? Yeah, so uh, first things first, I sent you an email about um, reading a book by the name of Civil Disobedience by Henry David Thoreau. Have you read that book at all? No, no, I have not. Oh, well, that's a shame. You must have gone to public school, too. Um, I've read what, what else has he written? I, I swear I've read something by him, but I can't remember. He wrote Walden. Maybe that's, that's his other, it. it's more maybe. famous work. Well, maybe I have read no Thoreau. I don't know. But, uh, what's your reason for bringing it up? It's, I, I think that you'd really jive with, with what he has to say in his book. Um, I'd take it from Miranda on the internet. It's one of my favorite books of all time. It sort of leads into my, esoteric sort of anarchist voluntarist philosophy okay um and i think it's something that you'd really enjoy and i'll be happy to send you a copy and if uh well what's the uh i'm happy to send her one what's the what's the tldr what's the summary what's the what's the what's a summary of the philosophy i suppose uh it's it's early american anarchism it's a the one of the phrases he uses in the earliest says government is best which governs least okay does that and mean is does he so mean which governs not at all so would he consider himself an actual anarchist or are we talking like a, a system of very very limited government well he he comes he comes at a point in time when sort of like uh community virtue was is still very much alive mm-hmm. and so his 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 politics are more anarchist because he he's criticizing the American government as it is then uh, for promulgating slavery uh, mm. to to the new states, and he he thinks that it's a, a a moral failure of the United States, and so he 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 criticizes it, but he makes a lot of commentary on 
like the government generally and of his time that I think is really pertinent. And I think genuinely think that you'd enjoy it if you're a reader. So what was his uh, assuming that he didn't see the government as a as a proper utility for morality? Would that be fair to say it's not the government that that makes yeah, men he, good men, I suppose? Yeah, he, he actually says the opposite. He, he says, like, uh, imagine the type of man that this government can make. Imagine the, the Navy man. So you know, the, <laughs> what was his um, what was his perspective on religion or faith or where where did he get his moral framework? I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, he just he was uh, as far as I understand it, a Bible believing Christian, and he okay. he says in his book those those basically if you trust in the Bible you you don't you don't place your trust um, poorly. Uh, so yeah, he at least I mean, respected the the moral framework that it presented. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime you want to minimize government and trust people to exercise their freedom to the full extent, there's got to be some kind of moral constraint on that. And if you presuppose kind of the Christian tradition, uh, it makes a lot of sense. But problem is we got, I think the problem with a lot of modern libertarianism, at least, is the, the driving principle is just as long as you don't harm somebody else, then it's fine. But there are all sorts of poor quality lives that you could live yeah. by not really harming anybody else directly, but making yourself into a total piece of crap at least. Right. And, and so as a Christian myself, I, had, I struggle with this. I am my brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be, uh, I don't, <laughs> frankly, if I'm being honest, uh, but we do have sort of a, a moral obligation to take care of each other. And I mean, all uh, of us No, Mm-mm. I'm out on that. Yeah. are pretty, I guess it depends. Yeah, know, the, let, who let us is, I guess. Jesus to, on this one, huh? Dude, I'm under no moral obligation to take care of somebody that wants to kill me and my children. Love thy enemy. Nope. I no, I totally agree, mm-hmm. and that's the second part of my question here. So, this is where I'm like, uh, I'm out on Christianity. Like, I don't, well, I don't I think, know. What I'm Catholic, and I'm like, I need some fire and brimstone shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can do your best, but there's just a practical reality too. The way that the world does best is when we all take care of, say, our families first and foremost, our local community mm-hmm. first and foremost. I can't take care of some orphan in China better than that community in China can take care of that kid. I could, exactly. I'm sure I could send twenty bucks, uh, you know, or I could help help some starving or abused animal somewhere if Sarah McLaughlin sings uh, convincingly enough, but everybody has to take care of what's closest to them first. And when you have that in order, maybe you can take care of broader things, but it doesn't mean you don't care about those people who are far away or you wish ill upon them or something, but it's just not practical to think that you could take care of the entire world. And I'm not saying that's what you are advocating, but I think there is a distinction just between yeah. what's immediately around you and what's on the other side of the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree with that. Mm. Um, and so the next question I have is sort of like, um, all right, so I'm going to read from the declaration of independence. Cause I'm that guy. Mm. Uh, it says, it's a good, it it's says, a good piece of writing. I like it. <laughs> says, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such a government and to provide new safeguards for their future security. So I guess my question is like, uh, when's w- w- at what point in your mind does the boog start? Oh, I, th- I think it would be morally justified I'm not a fan, now. I promise. 
I, I, I absolutely think that the federal government has betrayed its original agreement. Uh, I think that our rights as outlined in that document and as designed in the Constitution have been betrayed. Now, I'm not saying that licenses the pitchfork and torch mob to go do all sorts of uh, spontaneous violent activity. But what I am saying is if there was some sort of similar event whereby a bunch of states or a large group of people got together and produced a document similar to the declaration outlining all the ways in which the federal government has betrayed that agreement, has behaved immorally, has uh, tried to force us into all sorts of things it has no business forcing us into, and 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 making a similar statement that says we declare ourselves independent from this abuse, and if you take issue with that, well, you will be considered the aggressor in that case. I, I don't yeah. think that there would be any moral problem with that at all. So I guess this is, I, I've come to the same conclusion for the most part. And like the only thing I can think that basically the government knows how to deal with violence and they, they do so quite efficiently and they've got the media to spin it in their favor. Yeah. Um, even if they they themselves are the aggressors. I mean, I present you Waco and, and you know, there's, there's a number of instances in which basically the government has killed a lot of people. They did, they killed like 10,000 people during prohibition by poisoning alcohol. Is that true? I didn't know that, but that I could believe that. Um, so I get sort of lost my train of thought here for a second. Hold on. Um, yeah. So like basically my, my only, the only recourse that I'm left with other than outright violence is to declare basically, I don't agree with this and I choose to not support this through donating money from my taxes or basically yeah. being. I, I think some sort of, uh, some sort of tax opt out would be the most morally square method yeah. achievable. Um, it would take, I think some sort of agreement among states. It, it would take a, 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 you'd have to have some sort of renewed or like new group of, uh, if you don't want to call them secessionist states, they would be like no tax states. But the other problem is just how entrenched the tax system is into all of our payroll systems. I mean, the problem is that it's all automated. It's already deducted from your check. You don't actually pay the IRS yourself for most people who are traditional wage earners, at least Um, how you, how you undo all of that. uh, And then how you convince employers who have a successful business going, no, no, actually you should, um, you should like delete all those line items that talk about, you know, social security and Medicare and all just, just put zeros there. And um, right. put up with the IRS harassing you about it. That's a tough sell. I I don't see any moral problem with it. I just I think uh, as a practical matter, um, if yeah. And Bitcoin it's hasn't tough. lived up to its promises just yeah. yet. Yet it's a technology. It's in development. Um, and and that oh, kind of uh, Bitcoin what is that what you said? Sorry, next. I missed that. Yeah, Bitcoin hasn't quite lived up to the promise of basically a perfectly decentralized perfectly open yet perfectly secure it's bitcoin is weird um but i don't really see anything outside of realistically outside of bitcoin that that offers me the ability to basically give up the dollar entirely uh yeah i mean especially if you want to operate in the digital if you you want to exchange in the digital world and you're not talking just like you know trading uh silver rounds or something like that yeah Right. I can't pay for gas with Bitcoin, basically. And that's when that happens, like then it'll be a more realistic um, technology. So um, I will send you the book. I'll make I'll email you. Well, sure. Yeah, I'd I'd appreciate that. Thank you for the gesture. 
And uh, Blonde, would you like one as well? Sure. Yeah. No. She's too busy throwing up. It's okay. <laughs> what? Um, I know. Am I? I'm not muted, am I? No, she said sure. Yeah, she said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Can you hear her all right? I think maybe we've had some weird connections tonight, but. I'm going to. I can't really hear her, actually. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call and thank you for the thoughts and uh, thank you for the book offer as well. Sure. All right. Have a great Six night. million seems a little high. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, now, if I wasn't going to call him a fed. But now I'm definitely going to call him a fed after that one. Okay. Fed, 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 fed. No, I appreciate the conversation, but. Uh, fed, fed. I assume you just played that sound right uh, Yeah. Oh, you're not connected to the share system. That's all right. It's Wednesday. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got some. I, I mean, as far as the production. All right. It's like, oh, okay. it's not duct tape on Wednesday. It is duck tape. D-U-C-K. Yeah, D-U-C-K. Okay. Over on Rumble, um, we're due for a super chat break here. Um, Bert says, uh, hey, Majagas, thank you for the sanity safe space. Your taste in documentaries blows. Maybe I'm just used to the history channel stuff. God. What? I thought Blonde had pretty good documentary picks. You guys just want to be so mean to me. Uh, He says, love the movie review segment. Can we revise our list if somebody who goes before picked some of the same titles? Uh, Yeah, if you're selected as movie nominator and you make movie picks, if if the movie has been reviewed, it's out of eligibility. Um, Yeah. But if someone else has nominated it before and it didn't get picked, it's you get still in the mix. We're just not going to review the same movie twice. Uh, and now we're like a hundred movies and change in. So that list of uh, officially reviewed movies is not really short anymore. I can't believe how many people agreed with you about Beetlejuice. Uh, it seems kind of polarizing. I mean, I get what people like about it, but as far as the story, I just think it's, I get why you like the Halloweeny campy horror thing. As far as the story, I thought the story was trash, but maybe, maybe you're right about this. Maybe I should revisit this, but my instinct is to go to Montana and slap you. Well, how is that different from every other day? No, but like more. Oh, slap an extra twice. one. Backhand. You know, I don't typically want to slap you. I don't. Mm. It's this movie review segment. It gets at the heart of like things that people are deeply emotional about. I think there is a lot of that. It's not. Um, I certainly would not say it's a majority of the audience, but there is a select few who genuinely seem to become bothered when someone doesn't like their their pet movie. And it's maybe it's, it's just like a because I don't understand thing. the groundhog thing day. Like I, I, I took that. Really personal. I don't understand. People take that personal. I didn't even hate it, but now I hate it because people would not allow me to be lukewarm on the movie. That's the only reason I hate it. But I understand because of um, the big basket. I, I kind of get like hating something that people are just are. They, they find it was, it was okay. Like I don't think that that movie is, is of legendary status to me, but it's not hated either. It was a trash movie. I, I think it's better than trash, but uh, anyway, we're I'm not saying on. anything bad about the Big Lebowski. I'm just saying if you liked it, uh, you're a worthless human being and you're taking up <laughs> space on this earth. Uh, uh, Bert also says blonde should slap you, slap you good. Well, I guess that's the point Jeez. of the second. <laughs> uh, we're good on Rumble. We're good on DLive. Good on Odyssey <sighs> if you want to catch a few on YouTube and Tippy. Quite a general grievance. Blonde, baby name suggestions suggestions victoria abigail amelia violet i like amelia it's too close to emmeline mm. violet i can't because my last name is too similar victoria uh it is on my list except i don't like the n- nicknames vicky or tori 
So yeah, I agree. If you're, potential. if you're going Victoria, it's just Victoria. I would Victoria. agree with and you then on it's, that. Then I think it's too long. Um, and Abigail, I really like, but I have name association uh, hmm. with some friends. Hold Mulberry High Tree Seekers. Oh, Matt, when do you learn your your child's gender? Uh, yeah. Monday, actually. We're doing the anatomical scan on Monday. So when's the next stream, uh, next call-in stream, I'll know, or I'll talk about it the Sunday after that. Oh, man. But I will probably tweet or post something on Monday uh, when I know. I'm pretty curious. It's crazy if it were a boy. So I have two girls, you have two boys. It could go that way. I had a premonition that it's a girl. But I also had a premonition that it was a girl last time. So my premonitions are not correct. And your wife is, it feels like the same. I guess that doesn't really mean anything though. Like the pregnancy was, uh, she was sicker so this different. time, I think, is, is safe to so say. so much sicker than last time. So I was like, it's got to be a boy. Nope. Girls. Um, Hold Mulray. Hi, Tree Seekers. Are you following the diaspora from blue cities? Uh, anecdotes are abound. 23 male uh, featuring two vacant often space in San Francisco alone. I think it's one reason behind calls to curtain WFH to avoid commercial real estate collapse. Uh, behind I know about the curtail the, to curtail. Working I know about on. how crazy okay. the real estate situation is in San Francisco. There's just uh, there's all kinds of empty retail space, office space, um, yeah. really ever since 2020. And there's the a lot of space. ghost town parts of the city at this point. I have a friend who works in commercial real estate and he was talking about what a problem it is to have all these office buildings because they aren't convertible to living space. They aren't convertible. You know, office space is pretty specifically like, office space. Office to apartment building can't be that hard to convert. It's surprisingly it? difficult because uh, you have to redo the plumbing. I guess that makes sense. You need, I would assume you need way more pipes in the apartment setup because you got way more bathrooms and way more sinks. Right. Because you have like two rows of bathrooms on each floor of any given building. Right? Yeah. And then you so have to put one in every unit. I guess that makes sense. And if the thing's like 20, 30 stories high and you're going to have apartments way up there, how do you run that much pipe from yeah, all the yeah. way at the bottom? It runs so much pipe. Um, Careful. It's, a, it's like a vacant. Out. It's a vacant mall situation. Someone's like, got to lay the pipe with? in San Francisco. Okay. We got to figure it out. Oh, they got plenty of people. Lay pipe yeah. um, but it's a vacant mall situation. Like what are we supposed to do with these vacant malls? Well, ours, uh, yeah, ours is getting a big refresh in Bozeman. They're they're changing. They don't even call it the mall anymore. They're going to call it like Gallatin Valley Commons or some bullshit like that. I forget what they're. Or what's like, going to be in it? Uh, they're renovating it into some like the movie theaters in there, but they're going to change the whole layout of it. And it's I don't know if it's going to be more of a strip mall instead of like a right now. It's a traditional like walk inside uh, mall from the 80s and it hasn't really been updated and. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do people really go to malls anymore? That was never my thing to begin with, so I don't know. But are malls, no. like, are the cool kids in high school today hanging out at the mall? Is that still a thing or is Absolutely it not? Absolutely not. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. Um, General Grievance. Matt and I made love in a movie theater. I was his Ken and he was my Barbie when my Oppenheimer bomb exploded. He was left all snow white. Why do you do this to me? That uh, well, it's not my concern. That Snow White movie looks like a real piece of crap. Not that I would have she's seen black, it. She's anyway. black, isn't she? She's uh, she's yeah, something. I don't know, but it's funny because what is she? Is she Polynesian? She's some like weird mystery meat. Snow White. She's like Snow Tiger Woods. White. She's all the races, and she and <laughs> but the queen. What's the name of the queen in Snow White who envies Snow White's beauty? 
I can't remember. But anyway, the, 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 whoever that queen is, is like more of a traditionally attractive woman who is envious of Snow White, who looks, uh, well, not traditionally attractive, but not just yeah. for racial reasons. Like she's just not a very attractive woman for additional reasons. <laughs> However you want to phrase it. It's not like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but she had that commentary the other day. Well, it's not 1937 anymore, so Snow White's not going to be saved by a prince this time around. There's a great Babylon Bee headline that said... Um, She's Hispanic? Who knows? No. The, the headline was no, something what... about um, new, in new progressive Snow White, Prince never kisses Snow White, leaves her dead or something like that. She just lays there dead for eternity because she wouldn't want to be saved by a prince's kiss. Whatever. They, they literally say with skin as white as snow. Uh, yeah, that's that's part of the bit. That's why but she's Snow White. Aren't they not going to do the uh, dwarves thing either because of Peter Dinklage and all the sensitivity to that? Fucking Peter Dinklage. His career was made out by of, being out a dwarf. Dwarf exploitation. Yeah. And now he's like, no dwarves. Yeah, he uh, never hired he... for any dwarf like jobs ever yeah. again. He uh, had spikes wolves. He closed up the dwarf door behind him. The little tiny dwarf door. You know, he he went through it. He made his millions and then he shut the door to all future prospective millionaire dwarves. Anyway. Blonde's attitude. I was all I will always keep blonde sexy no matter how old she gets. Wow. (laughs) I'll make sure she turns y'all on just by getting mad. Listen, this chronic anger is doing nothing for the aging process. A baby Emmeline. Matt's kid is so fine when he's gonna learn to talk so he can ask me out. Emmeline has so all my friends have boys. She has suitors just lined up around the block. Ah, I thought you made the arrangement already. I did. She's going to marry my Russian friend's kid, Vlad. Ah. They were born on the same day at the same time. Wow. Destiny. And she always talks about wanting to marry Vlad. And he just bullies her. And it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, this is a bucket of sand on her head. It was awesome. He's really got her in line already. This sounds very yeah. promising. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she walks around. I love Vlad. That's great. Aaron Rodgers, admit it, I'm more base than y'all thought. What happened with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, I mean, I, I saw him on uh, his Joe Rogan episode X amount of months back, and I know he's with the Jets now and there's all that, but what did he mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard him say anything political or about Corona or the vaccine recently. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the football guy, I will always hate for stupid, you know, childlike football rivalry reasons because I hate the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the guy... Uh, as in not the football player, just the personality. He has some annoying traits about him, I think, but what he said about his view on the vaccine and the way the NFL treated players like him, I have a lot of respect for that. And I'm glad he he opened up about that and told the story of, of how insane some of this stuff was. It was like unvaccinated players had to walk around the facilities with... On Joe Rogan? Yeah, they had to wear like special wristbands and stuff, you know, like they were marked as non-compliant and you better stay away from them and all this bullshit. Wow. He's only 39. He looks like shit. Um, Why does he look 50? He's been beaten up for many years now, so... Isn't he married to Shailene... Shailene? No, I think he's single now. He got... I don't think he's ever been married, has he? He's dated a bunch of women. Oh, man. That anyway. is, she's the most butterfaced woman on the planet. At least I don't think he was married because he was with what's her face, Danica Patrick, and then there was uh, what's her? There was a what, what's the Olivia lady? I can't remember. So he hit it and quit it. Is what you're saying? Well, he's had oh. some long term relationships. I just don't think he's been married. 
but maybe I'm oh, wrong. Yeah, this chick was hella butterfaced. Okay, anyway, we'll we gotta back. we gotta get back to our callers, but uh, yeah, thank you guys. We'll come back to your chats. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Mighty Sebastian is up next. Sebastian, are you there? Hello. Yes, sir. Hello. What's on your mind? Oh, hello, fat. No. Um, <laughs> can you guys hear me good? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> so I just found out that you're having a daughter and blonde. I, I got to be honest, I didn't really listen to this week's call-in show or um, a Sunday show as much. Nor should you have. There. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. The topics were a little boring. So I. What <laughs> last week was actually I, uh, not a. It wasn't a super great news week. It's not going to be like this week. Yeah, it was just it was just kind of slow. Um, but I have a name, a couple name suggestions. Uh, if uh, sure, Adorka. I've heard that one a lot. Adorka. I'm considering it. What? I was, you ever I was heard this say, name? Um, it's real. No. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. No. Are you trying to be funny? Is that a real Adorka? name? Adorka. It's a real. Adorka, it's a real name, yeah. What 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 is the country of origin or the culture of origin? I don't know, let's see. Okay, proceed. Okay. Well they're both um actually the names of Russian princesses. So okay. um it's a little sloppy. Uh, well, one of them is of course Ale- Yes, a little sloppy. But um mm-hmm. I like them. I think they're both I think one is nicer than the other. One is more um appropriate for Western society. Um Alexandra, that's a that's a nice name. Um, and then, of course, the classic Anastasia, but that one's probably a little too cliche. Okay, um, I like I like both those but names, I, Vic, but you run into nickname potential. Little, I know, Alex. It's very gender neutral. With, with and what Alex are you going to call Anastasia? Nasty. <laughs> uh, you know, Anna? actually, Anna? I worked with an Anastasia in Anya? when, when I was in high school, Anya. and I was waiting tables at this sports bar, and she was also a server. And she went by, I kid you not, Nastia, because yeah. her name was Anastasia. Nastia. Yeah. And uh, you can bet the uh, various jokes that the male members of the staff would make about Nastia's potentially nasty actions. Was she a giant whore? Not as far as I'm aware. I think she was actually pretty upstanding. But Okay, so, and then you can't go around even being super virginal with the name Belittling like a woman. Uh, yeah, well, I... I'm not saying that I was mean to Nastia. I'm just saying I heard the jokes about the nastiness. (laughs) I'm not Russian. That's the Um, problem with these names. Yeah, yeah. I just I I admire. I I always look for um for 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 names, um names of you know monarchs and royal families, um Bible names, and then culturally uh, names that are culturally relevant to your background. Those are how I, I, I like, you know, naming people. I hate the new thing that all these white people do with the, um, adding the Y's to everything. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like yeah. Kaysen and Brayden. I and... hate it so much. It's, it's yeah. like, it's like the United States already had its bad names from a certain group. We do not need to be spreading that. It doesn't, isn't <laughs> Allison Camerata on CNN one of these Y bitches? How does she spell her name? Is it two Y's in Allison? I swear to God. Or is it just one? Um, All right, she she did it with just one at least. But who the hell spells Allison with a Y? And I don't mean A L Y. I mean S Y N. There what is the one f- acceptable should, spelling of Allison. You should look into names of um of some Catholic nuns or whatever. I'm sure that might be. I like Isabella. No, I that's a nice name. Isabella is a beautiful name. Queen Isabella was not fucking around when it came to Muslims. Also, at all. When this country is 40% Hispanic, that might help her. 
Yeah, really. Um, Isabella. What I what I what I really wanted to call about was um, something. Another trend I've noticed among people on the right that I think is I'm always going to call about how the right is full of retards. So, okay. um, just that's just just going to what I'm going to do. But um, there's a certain lack of will that people on the right possess. Um, we don't, this, and the, the big problem is with, you know, the collapse stuff, how we all think that the places, the country is going to collapse, going to collapse. And I know that's, you know, basically our, our dream in a way, because at least we'll be able to start over. But the reality is far worse. There's not going to be a collapse. The United States is going to continue being the zenith that it is. And it's going to slowly, slowly get worse for the average citizen. Dude, that is the um, absolute so, worst. So you're saying we have no hope? And How long is, is this going to take? exactly what's going to happen. That's so sad. What did you say? How long is this going to take? Oh, my God, oh, well, bro. How long did it take the Roman Empire to collapse? Uh, well, longer than my lifetime. Half a century or something. Wasn't it like 300 years of decline? Half a millennia, I meant. Yeah, I think it was so, like 500 and, you know, years. Wasn't was it 500 years? Yeah, and that was, you know, with pre-medieval technology. I mean, th- these people, you know, they have nuclear weapons, drones, you know, digital banking. Like, it's going to, until until they can no longer staff these places, they're going to maintain their, their position. Um, oh, and and so I, I think depressing. The, the big problem, the reason that so many people on the right believe this is because we just attract some of the dumbest people mm. with some of the dumbest opinions. But is it and, more, you know, but more than progressivism? Because I, I don't agree with that. Yes, it is more than you progressivism. You think so? Really? Because progressivism, progressivism in its, the, the progressivism is dumb because it denies the inherent differences in human beings, mm-hmm. right? And it, it is a, an egalitarian belief that everyone can be equal. But the kind of person that ends up at the height of progressive politics is a highly intelligent, neurotic, Machiavellian sociopath. Strategic that type. Is true. Strategic you know, evil is what you're saying. Incredibly educated, is is cunning, and is you know politically savvy. Well, I guess the and it has this get, it has this impression. Leftism has this impression that it's that it's erudite, and so. Yes. Smart people yes. that don't have strong backbones and don't want to get go against the grain, they have a tendency to become leftists. Yes. What that's, um that's very when, when you think of and the like a this sort of dumb, I guess if you want to call them conservative oh, have, or whatever, this dumb right winger, like yeah, what, what would they example. describe this person and what his views are? I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a tweet and okay. I'm gonna it's a tweet that I tweeted. I'm gonna see if you can guess who I'm quote tweeting. Okay. Low IQ. Oh, ready? Ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Low IQ scum like him are far too prominent in right wing spaces. The denial of the achievements of the white man are just as ridiculous as the We Was Kang's crowd. Blank, this is the person, is an idiot. He believes if you live off the grid and just have tons of kids, everything will be fine. The state is totally not capable of drone striking you. No, they'll just leave you alone. There's more to life than the constant growth of biological mass. Um, any guesses? Is it Michael Knowles? No. No, it's no, not much, Michael it's Knowles. Spicy. Who am I thinking about? Uh, the uh, what? What is a woman guy? Matt Walsh? No, he's not oh, like a, he's not like an okay. off the grid kind of guy. 
Okay. Is we it know, Steven Crowder? This is, this is um. Is it Crowder? No, not someone mainstream. Someone I mean, to be more, honest, uh, the, the thoughts as described don't sound that insane to me. I know that nobody can really be insulated from the global evil that exists fully, but I think you can maximize your experience in this life through uh, building something of your own and particularly family. But uh, who that is well yeah i don't know i don't have a good guess for who this was it was a certain owen benjamin ah. well owen, owen is his own character response but... to his tweet denying the existence of nuclear weapons oh well uh, <laughs> yeah he, he's got some uh he's got some interesting um well it seems like Which every is... week he's got an interesting big topic to uh to quote unquote debunk you know and I will say that that I, I don't have a big account. I have like 700 followers or so. Mm. That tweet did numbers for me. So um, you know, there's this is a a relatively common sentiment. But it's this think, sort well, of esoteric. I don't think he would, think he would agree with like the way that you framed it necessarily. Well, no, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll defend my framing. What's uh, yeah? I, I get you're kind of exaggerating for effect or whatever. But yes, yeah. oh, there's also that. But I mean, the reality is, if the state wants to enslave you. They will. No amount of children are going to save you. Not at this rate. Uh, well, but um, is that an argument against building family in the meantime? I don't. I mean, what? No, but you building family is not a political act. Of course it is. Um, and that well, no, guess... that's the problem. When we view it as when it, we view it as primarily a political act rather than just a normal, you know, biological outcome, we we ignore the reality that. You know, you have to provide for your family. And unfortunately, when you view it as a political act first, you're going to no, risk the livelihood of your family. Yeah, Even but I, if you live off the grid on, on the farm and you, you, know, you do all that, the state, no, if you make, if, if you really make enough enemies, the state will get rid of you. Uh, yeah, but I, I would say that I, I, I wouldn't advocate building family as a political move, I guess, in the way that you're framing it. I would, I would advocate it as, as, uh, building a fulfilling life, building a life worth living, building yes, satisfaction and and prosperity for yourself and, of course, for your family, too. I guess I would need to know what you mean by, like, what would building a family for political reasons, what would that mean? I'm, I'm not clear on that. Well, so the sort of breed them out oh, perspective, right? Okay. This is something yeah. that like is win the race common. of having kids, basically. Yeah, which, uh. first of all, is not going to happen. But second of all, there is some good news. There's a silver lining to this. Um, so I'll, I'll just summarize. But basically, industrialization shrinks birth rates inevitably. It just does because it increases the standard of living, blah, blah, blah. It shrinks mm -hmm. birth rates. People of European stock have been living in industrialized societies now for over a century. And so we are more um, immune to the ill effects of industrialization compared to, say, a Somalian or a Eritrean or something, right? So what happens is those people from the third world come to first world countries. The first generation has children, a lot of children, because they get on welfare, right? The second generation has a lower fertility rate than the native people. Mm -hmm. And this happens all over you know, Europe and the United States, and it's because they get immediately inculcated into sort of western materialism and they have no natural immunity mm -hmm. so they the girl the women become whores 
the men become like Andrew Tate style, like yeah. Rolls Royces and expensive car. Like that's what that becomes their motivation and family formation basically falls apart. And the only people of course that do are the sort of single mother, you know, impregnate women, leave them kind of thing. So another underclass. Um, and you're seeing that as if we're able to decrease immigration, this sort of problem is going to kind of solve itself depending on the nation um, because they just don't, they, they, they're not immune to those, hmm. to the ill effects of Western uh, modernity. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying don't have children. That's not, yeah. you know, I'm not some sort of subversive homosexual or whatever. Have children. <laughs> okay. We need to understand Thank you for clarifying. that that's not going to prevent you from being a target of um, the total state. No, I ultimately what we're up against. Yeah, I don't I don't it, think anyone would say it's like a, a some sort of guarantee against all the world's ills. It's just the all the world's ills are much more bearable. There's a higher prospect of success with uh, with a family to take on those mm-hmm. challenges with you. Um, but yes, but we still have electricity. And yeah. so, you know, I'm all for, like I said, off the grid, grid living, but how many of these people are actually truly living off the grid in a sort of Ted Kinsiski yeah. style way, right? Owen's pretty close. How many though. people are. Yeah, I'm telling Owen on you. Been... Now I want you to debate him on nuclear weapons. I want to hear this. Oh, no. He'll probably just call me a fag. Which did is, he you know, uh, Did he respond? Did, so you quote tweeted him? No. Is that what you're saying? Did he respond to you? No, it was, well, it was a very divisive tweet. Ah. So he was getting a lot of quotes. And, you know, he's a family, so I, I don't think his. His his main motivation is to you know get engagement and just you know rage reply to people. He has a yeah. life, I sure I assume. But um, my my sort of he's not. It's not him particularly. There's this kind of like I said, schizophrenic, esoteric uh, this group in right wing spaces who who are just not useful to us. They mm-hmm. they just destroy our credibility, and they make you question things that are not relevant to any political discussion it is even if i grant his points does it matter that they're not real no because it doesn't this is change how i feel about the moon landing well I, I i believe in the moon landing so but th- again that's because i believe in you know the faustian spirit of the white man so like denying our achievements to me is like bad well and what is what is a more of... powerful force the uh, faustian spirit of the white man or the federal government's power to deceive those are two I mean, that's like unstoppable well, they're, they're force and movable objects. They're the same. Yeah. They're in the same yeah. category in a certain, certain Anyway, certain but um, we got we to gotta yeah, wrap this up, but I will also, give you a quick last thought if you'd like it. I will say uh, one more thing. Also, the the audience is full of Philistines when it comes to movies. I'm just, I'm very sorry. Some of these movies I'm seeing nominated, where are the true, you know, art? Uh, you know, art house films or, you know, good, quali- even good quality Hollywood films. It's all like, yeah, I try to nominate them and then brow. I get wild carded out of my nominations. That needs to, that needs to, when, it, when we get a certain, like, you know, certain high, high list, the wild card needs to go. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so here's the mandatory highbrow totally list agree. you must accept. I agree. In the highbrow lords have decreed it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. No, listen. Okay. Yeah. This is the other thing. The right needs to drop this like low class populist nonsense. The, the right needs to embrace elitism, uh, you know, a certain amount of elitism. Okay. <laughs> as, long, you, well, you as long as you're the, the elite classes, though, right? You become the lower classes. Yeah. Dude, yes, he's totally course, right. We need to, 
we need to bring back propriety. I know I'm saying this, so it's not, it doesn't come yeah. with a lot of weight, but, but we, but we do, we need to bring back aristocratic living. Like I like Coeur d'Alene yes. because it's not filled yes. with all of these dumb minorities and homeless people and everything like that, but it is but filled Hicks with fucking are Hicks. not that much better. Hicks are a lot better because they're not going to rob me or kill, well, they will me. kill you. Yeah. They're not going to kill you. But like, they're it's still gross neighbors. to be around. Like I was yeah, looking yeah. at everybody I was fat. around the other day and they're so Disgusting. fat. Like everybody's so tattooed. Fat. They'll yeah. smoke cheap cigarettes. They don't, they, yeah. they don't speak properly. I know. I want to be around oh. thin white people with the, if they're yes. smoking, they're smoking a, a long cigarette. You know? To only watch highbrow Correct. movies. Exactly. Yeah. yeah well, yes. I, I, I want to say one more thing before I go. And then you can okay. let me go. Are Here's you a wearing faggot I can get behind. I this... like you. <laughs> are, you wearing, wearing... are you wearing pink and black on purpose? Is this like a, a Barbie Oppenheimer? Or oh, is that entirely no. unintentional? I frequently wear a, a like a black t-shirt on the Wednesday stream. So that's just incidental. I don't know what blonde's pink motivation okay. is. I, I wear pink all the time. Well, she looks very nice. She looks like a Barbie, actually. Thank you. We, uh, um, we do no, not coordinate our, our appearances at all. Oh, okay. That's funny. No, just because people wearing pink to Barbie and black to Oppenheimer because, ah. you know, bombs nope. and all that. So I, all just, right. I truly that. did I not think it through. All right. Of Thank you not. for the call. Well, we got to let you go. You're welcome. Have a great night, guys. You as well. Bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, <sighs> Top of the hour, time to catch up with chats, and then we'll get right back into the calls. Uh, Addicted to Drums says, Matt versus Blonde, who wins in a chess match? I, I wish I could uh, claim that I would destroy you in chess because I am clearly the superior yeah. intellect or something like that. Um, I'm I'm terrible at chess, and I don't play very frequently, but the last time I played, I was trying to beat the computer on the Delta flight. Couldn't do it. Got rocked by the computer every single time. Well I'm not super good at chess. I know how to play, and that's pretty much where it ends. Yeah. I I play in a computer, like on a computer system, in a situation like being on a plane where I'm bored and there's nothing to do. That's the only time that I play chess. I, I fully understand how it works, but as far as the nuance of, of the strategy, no, I can't, I can't think enough steps ahead because that computer just wrecks me every single time. Yeah. That is my problem with chess. I have a hard time uh, thinking that far ahead. Yeah. Bert has a few here. Bert says, Blonde has always been hot. Simping for Blonde. Join the Blonde Simp Club today. We tell oh, Blonde that she's hot. We tell Blonde when she's too old to be hot. We need some pics of Blonde in braided pigtails for the new member box. Oh, yes, that will be. The day. I am old. I am pregnant. Uh, Stop. Bert also says, thanks for clarifying. I was af afraid to submit a movie list for that reason. Now, if I... Um, have to pick a, a good list that I love. People will likely vote for. I'm thinking some B list gangster movies. Yeah. And just to clarify in the submission process. So you, you sign up and if you're selected, our show assistant will reach out to you and you can, you can submit a list that way. And um, there are a lot of people who would like to be nominator. So the, the chance of being picked as the nominator is fairly slim, but it is possible. And you only get that possibility if you enter. And that's a good uh, time to remind people because sometimes there's ambiguity or people don't know. Uh, once you are entered to be the movie nominator, your name stays eligible forever until you tell me to remove it. If you want me to remove mm -hmm. it later on, I can do that. But you don't have to enter each month or you don't have to enter each week or something like that. In fact, you shouldn't um, just enter once and your name is going to be on the list as long as the movie segment carries on. Uh, Bert says blonde is wrong. This isn't about uh, highbrow, pretentious flops. The segment is about schooling Matt on sings, scenes in popular culture. Explain yourself, Blonde, and I love 
the Bret Hart color scheme today. Who the hell is Bret Hart? I don't know. Explain myself. That was just a, a guise so that I could get Matt to like become a cinephile. And then he would like highbrow art. Uh, it's it's failing. I still am not my a huge intent, movie guy. Not, yeah, my, yeah, my intent for this for this movie segment has largely been. Um, I'm not a hater, but uh, I, I don't. Um, and I like having the time with my wife and to, to sit down and enjoy something together each week. But movies. If I'm picking is not not my preferred form of entertainment or activity, but I will carry on because the cultural references are worth it. Uh, Bret Hart was some kind of wrestler. He wore pink and black, I guess. I was just going to look that up and then I immediately forgot what I was doing. Shadowband420 says, what time does Hitler wake up? Nine. (laughs) What would you call Hitler if he was blind? I don't know. (laughs) Some guy that could not see. Get it? He couldn't see. Not see. Thank you, Shadowband. Okay. Uh, I think we're all set elsewhere. You want to grab a few off YouTube and Tippy? Sure. Um... Emma, wait, I got the Aaron Rodgers one a few times. How did this happen? Okay, this is all okay. Um, Bocephus, Matt and Blonde, Marcus the Golden One posted a photo on Monday. He's shirtless in a pastor pointing at cows to thank them for their nutrition. Matt, have you ever pointed at cows while shirtless? No, I have not. And I <laughs> I don't think that's something the internet wants to see, even if I even if I did. Although I, I'm I'm sure he uh he did it well. Um, he's very buff. Yeah. Nobody, did you guys look into the books Nomad Capitalist and Tax Free Wealth? It's the best way to stop paying for the degeneration or for the generates and politics. I know we talked about this last week. I'm I'm 100 percent sure that both of us failed to look into this. Uh, I yeah I uh, I have a lot of obligations responsibilities, um, but I'm happy to to take a look uh, if you want to send it to me or. Uh, especially if there's like a, a cliff notes version to get the concept that's appreciated. Um, yeah, the book reading time is at least to read, you know, long works in full is pretty limited these days, but I thank you for your recommendation. Um, Emma blonde from what you've heard from mom friends, do you think girl babies tend to generally be easier? I've heard boys can't self-regulate as easily as girls when stressed. Hope you feel better soon. Um, yeah, totally. My friends with daughters, easier babies across the board. I mean, I can't say anything about the pregnancies and I don't have a boy, so I don't know what they're like, but like from watching my, my friends, it seems like boys are just, just so much more difficult with sleep, breastfeeding, with napping, they're defiant. They cry more like Emmeline came out of the womb and she was like, huh, I'm just going to nurse and chill out and sleep and it's going to be fine. And she was so easy until like a month ago. And now, well, now it's discipline time. Health. Yeah, exactly. So awful. Um, can we circle back? Uh, yes, we can. We'll come back to the rest of your chats at the end of the show. Oh. Thank you guys. Much appreciated. We'll try. Uh, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We'll try Egrin once more. Egrin, are you there? Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I'm on phone and I had to bike uh, 2.6 miles. Uh, <sighs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> what kind of road are you on? Are you in like a, 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 a lane of car traffic? What are you doing? 
No, 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 no. I, I am on a sort of bike lane. It's like on top of the curve, so don't worry about okay. it. And not only that, not only that, I can go 20 miles per hour rather than those little, uh, you know, uppity guys that can't even bike even uh, 15. So. <laughs> okay. Well, did you call in to um, try to redeem cyclists or did you have another thought? Uh, uh, just two things. I want to be brief so we can get to other callers and whatnot. Sure. And, and uh, one, I want to at least say thank you for you guys for the good call-in show. I've seen other call-in shows that are way jankier. And <laughs> what shows are these? Seen way- <laughs> uh, I kind of don't like believe Tom- you. No, that's all right. You don't have to name no, names. No. I'm not looking to. I'm just the show uh, is janky. The show is jankier. No, no. I I always say you. Uh, there are certain details like the screen room, the roll call. I would say those those low touch ups can make a huge difference. So I want to just say you're doing better than most call-in shows. Well, that, just that's wet, Tim who deserves wet. the uh, the thanks for that. He does help us stay more efficient he behind does. the scenes, which yeah. was lacking prior to his inclusion. Yeah. So uh, shout out to D- uh, Tim because uh, those little details make a huge difference. Um, uh, the next thing I just want to just touch up on is I uh, you sent that video up about the whole Lowe's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you ever had that conversation where a boss basically told you you're the brand. If the brand is not doing well, you are gone because you're destroying the brand. No. Um, are you asking me personally if I had that conversation, like in a job setting? Is that what you're saying? At, at all, uh, mm. personally. I wouldn't say I've had it phrased that way, but I suppose like conversations about representation with the public. Sure. I guess. No, uh, a lot of companies, anything that has a stock hold or anything like that, they treat it as such. In other words, you're no longer just an employee. You're essentially a mercenary. You're, uh, this is no longer about, uh, 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 just or some nepotism a little bit or like some loyalty. You're just a brand and you're being paid to basically keep things uh, as see fit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You are to surrender like all um, prior concepts of like uh, decency, morality, any sort of like normal human reaction to this sort of thing, because you know, some corporate entity far away has determined that we have to allow thieves of color to steal to their heart's content um yeah well, i mean i, I well, can totally no, see that well and here's the thing they're playing uh by different rules uh they can they're allowed they're able to basically oh a few people like 10 100 2000 people stole a bunch of stuff across the united states they don't care they're able to recover while mom and pop are trying to just you know have shotgun uh and knife ready to go in case someone steals anything yeah. from them yeah. There is still yes, a limit, uh, though. I mean, we are as far as retail theft like this, we are hitting historic numbers. And mm-hmm. and I know, obviously, Lowe's and Target and the rest of them, they're able to to sustain those losses better than, you know, mom and mom and dad's hardware store down the street for sure. But they they have their limits, but, too, you know, and, and eventually uh, the trouble is a lot of those costs are passed off to us, the consumer, too. Even yeah. if they uh, they kind of absorb some of it, we we pay for it in the end as well. Well, not only that, it's also, uh, you gotta take a look at it that way. It's also the shareholders yeah. uh, that is gonna take that hit. Uh, so they are definitely playing by uh, different rules altogether. 
they are trying to basically burn out other people that are uh, can't can't defend themselves. Oh, that's interesting. So you're okay. thinking it's like a strategy to eliminate the competition. Yes, basically. Oh, okay. As long as as long as everything else gets burned down, we're able to rebuild and say, uh, "I don't care." Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Uh, my like, visit. The, if everything gets X amount more dangerous, Lowe's can handle X danger better than mom and mom and dad's hardware store can. So it's a way to eliminate mom and dad's hardware store or severely damage them while only minorly yes. damaging Lowe's. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Th- that is the, that's the strategy. Uh, they are, uh, that's the, that's the game plan. They are, they don't care if, uh, like, and no, I, I mean, I don't know if mom and pops are going to actually do their own stocks and whatnot, but I think there has to be some form of castle doctrine in a lot of states to be able to defend your own property. Oh, I agree. We, yeah, we need uh, we need a legal system that will stand by people who are uh, who don't fuck around with their defense of their property. I would agree with that in full. Uh, yeah, and that's that's kind of the issue that we're up against is. You have a lot of certain uh, many companies that are playing by different rules uh, mm-hmm. all together, and they ha- they have a stock flow of money. Uh, I know, like uh, even like John Stossel has spoke about uh, certain uh, organizations that basically mark you as a hate group, and they have shit ton of money to basically yeah. put you down to the ground. Sounds uh, like the SPLC any, or the ADL or any yeah, any one of them. Well, that's uh, that's exactly who they uh, John Stossel talked about. But anyways, I, I've already said my piece, so sure. Uh, I'm gonna bike home and uh, I'm gonna enjoy the nice river and all that. And I'm hoping you're able to get a nice e-bike that I at least can go. Hey, hey oh, quick question. You if, suck. Fuck if you. If I go 20 miles per hour, yeah, 30 miles per hour. Uh, uh, road, do you, you care? Uh, yes, bit, get the or... hell off the road. Yes, get off the road. I will run you off you the road. Uh... <laughs> no, okay, hold on. I'm going to tell you. Hang on for just a second, Egrin, because I, I want you to hear this uh, this story that I have too. Um, there is there's there's always someone. There's a gag like Stone Toss Comics did a bit about how no one thought anybody could be more insufferable than vegans. And then along came the cyclists and they're, they're more, there's a worse group though. There's somebody worse than you guys. No, you, have you seen these roller ski bullshit things? What? All right. This is some kind of fitness thing. I don't know what this is, or it's like cross country skiers training in the summer. These motherfuckers have skis. Oh, oh those guys. I know what you're talking about. They're like, about. Ro- they're like big roller blades and they use ski poles. What is this calling? Calls? I think it's called like yeah. roller skiing or uh, you'll, you'll find it if you search it. All right. I, I was stuck behind like a country. Yeah. I, it's like cross country skiing on the street. I was stuck behind like a dozen of these bastards on a 45 mile per hour, mile per hour road with no shoulder. Oh my word. No. And they were, there was oncoming traffic and I can't get around them. And I, I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't roll down my window and tell them all to go to hell. I was so pissed off. It is and, gayer than bicycling. And they only delayed me by probably 30 seconds to a minute, but it's like, all right, we live in a town of 50,000 people, okay? Every housing subdivision around here on this street has lots of trails. 
And you bastards. You had to choose the street. Yeah. And the thing is, like, this this road is already, there's a, there's a, a detour off a major road under construction right by my house. So all the traffic is being flooded to this other road that's 45 miles per hour, not usually having as much traffic with no shoulder. And these people pick the worst possible road in the entire city to put on their stupid ass tights and their ski helmet and their stupid cyclist sunglasses or whatever the hell else. They wear in like the same outfit as the cyclist and they're cross-country street skiing down the street not caring that there's a line of cars behind them that can't get around them because of oncoming traffic they all like auschwitz for all of them all right trains for all of them get them out of here now i I get well i get that and and, uh, to me you're going i'm guessing they're going through a lot of farmland uh, from the sounds of it it's kind of like you go through a lot of ranch land between housing developments in this area. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's only two lanes. So yes. they choose the worst. Lo- they chose the worst location to do that kind of shit. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, under- I, under- uh, I understand that frustration. Like it, they, I mean, a horse would do better than the Like, Get those guys a bunch of horses. You, you know, you point. end up it's you, true, you get situations around here because there's a lot of agricultural land. You'll get farm equipment on the road that's slow. All right, I get it. You're being a productive American. It's annoying, but like I'm not mad at you. These people, they choose it. All right, that's what pisses me off. Yes, they they. Anyway, I I gotta, I gotta wrap up because we have other no, callers. No, I, I, but I get it. I, you're not. I, I get it. Uh, but I, I here I'm in a situation where. I need to bike to work, and I'm at least I got an e-bike. I'm going 20 miles per hour and 30 miles per hour. I at least am at least going uh, some uh, levels of speed, so that way I'm not like a total douchebag. No, I'm still it. not so, convinced, but <laughs> no, up yours. I, I, I'm doing what I can, man. I, that's all I can. You're really not say as bad that. as the roller uh, skiers, though. You, you're not on that level. Yeah, uh, no, that's just, that's they should either do fishing or some other bullshit. Well, they should be uh, point, they so. should be six feet under is what they should is what they should be. <laughs> Awful. All right. All see right, you, man. All right. All right. You got to get uh, get uh, uh, suck it. All right. Uh, what? What just happened? I, I, Did I, you just I, have I, a stroke? I, I don't know. I don't know. He went Mitch McConnell at the end, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Make sure we have enough time for our. our callers here because we got to get to tim at the end too raggle fraggle what's on your mind man hey there hey what's going on do y'all want to uh, continue the discussion about the property that we had last week uh, uh i don't know i feel like we kind of got in sort of a, a sort of a almost a semantic situation or we were kind of getting down into a, a level of detail that maybe was too specific but if you have uh if you have some thought have, like, on it, one like last could, thought. Yeah, uh, sure. One last thought to put on top of it. Uh, where I was going to end up going was uh, kind of intellectual property kind yeah, of sure. stuff. Yeah. So I'm not really a hundred percent sold on it being treated the way that it is nowadays. I don't understand why Disney can, in perpetuity, own the image of Mickey Mouse, and I understand that. You know, Walt Disney, quote unquote, created him and they he gets the credit. That's fine. I just don't understand why somebody can get sued if they use him for uh, a logo or something like that. And that kind of extends into all the other things. Does that uh, Uh, I guess I don't know how that works. Does that ever does the copyright ownership of that image 
or the trademark or whatever end, the appropriate some, term is. Yeah. Does it expire at some yeah. point? It's supposed to expire, I think, after like 10 or 15 years, but they keep extending it somehow. Oh, so and they could just refile and claim it. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't know how all that. I, I don't know. It's not supposed to, though. They're not supposed to be able to do that. So I don't know how that works. It's like how uh, how patents, they have an expiration, don't they? It's like, uh, you know, something was invented or developed X amount of years ago, but over time it eventually becomes open for other people to develop the same product. Or at least build off of it. I mean, you can't yeah. outright uh, copy their their product, but, you know, you can work off of it somehow. It's kind of like what happened with the uh, the guy that came up with the windshield wiper doohickey for Ford. And he sued them and Chrysler and a bunch of other people. Mm. There's a whole movie about it. It was really fascinating. I mean, it is a, it is a really uh, delicate balance because I, you know, I, I understand why if you develop some image or some concept, like you read yeah. a book or you read a movie or you make something that's more of a an idea than a tangible product, why you're still entitled to the fruits of that labor to make your money off of it however extended too far, like you're saying there, there just as there are ways to sort of expand upon or branch off of someone else's technological development in the form of a tangible product. The same is true for sort of abstract ideas, things like cartoons or stories or, I don't know, all sorts of art concepts like you're talking about. What is the appropriate balance well, between those two interests? Right. And the, the way it was going to tie into the, uh, the property discussion that we were having before is it's it's not a physical asset it's a it's mm-hmm. it's an abstract asset so kind of like the air we breathe you can't literally contain it hold it keep it for yourself once it's out in the air you know anybody can look at it think about it take do their own take on it copy it whatever hey, realistically yeah so i don't understand well how yeah, by the definition kind of yeah, by the definition, the traditional d- definition of property or the the definition that I offered in the form of natural resource plus labor, intellectual mm-hmm. property would have to have a, d- a different formula. I guess I hadn't thought about exactly. what the formula would be in that case because there's not a natural resource per se, but for your your brain waves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah, well, now now I'm curious. There's got to be like some formal technical definition like we all know what intellectual property is generally like that's an idea that you've invented per se, yeah but right. what is the te- I, I came up with this i came up with this idea i wrote okay. this book i get the credit i get the royalties yeah, yeah. whatever but how would uh like how would a philosopher categorize it i guess is my question because if if the natural resource plus labor definition does not apply here what is the definition that does apply yeah exactly yeah, I don't, know. I don't have an answer for you off the top of my head, but I'd have, to, I'd have to figure it out. I'm sure somebody does. Did you have any uh, other thoughts on that? Or was there something else yeah. you were calling in about? No, no, that was it. That was hmm. just trying to finish that thought and try to get around full circle. Uh, so that's that's why I was running into a problem with your definition of property. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it's just my yeah, definition. It's 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 the it's the the labor theory of it, you know. Well, the definition uh, you use, we'll put it yeah, that way. It's it's not an original concept, okay. you know, by me. It's not my property. <laughs> it's not my intellectual property. <laughs> uh, but it's just it's the it's the traditional way that we think about it at least under our system. There are other ways that people have conceptualized it, but um right, right. Yeah. Okay. But as far as intellectual right, property's definition, yeah. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. 
Uh, no, I've, that's it. That's all I. That's all I had on it. Yeah. Quick note, blonde. Can you please be nicer in the chat and quit banning people? It's tiresome trying to unban everybody. No. I know you're. I know you're pregnant and you're hormonal. Calm it down. You sound Just like my son. Bit. That's the only word he knows too. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. You guys have a good night. All right. All right, man. All the best to you and your family, and we'll catch you next time. You as well. Uh, let's see. Michigan Expat is up next. Mr. Expat, are you there? Yes. Hello. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Incel militia, rise up. Incel militia, rise up. <laughs> Loud and clear. How you doing? All right. Let's see. What I have for you tonight is, let's see. I'd like to plug Western Razor for you for a hot second. Okay. I got I got everybody's favorite show, uh, Adventures and Trauma. Let's see. I'd like to talk about uh, a little piece of entertainment I think you'll enjoy. And then I got a message for Blonde at the end. So, All right. We got to hurry okay. then. Get at it. Yep. Yeah. So Western, yeah. So Western Razor, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while, but I've been so goddamn self-absorbed, you know, talking about this, talking about that. But yeah, I bought, I actually bought myself Western Razor back in December, you know, as a Christmas gift for mm -hmm. myself. And I have to say, it's got to be the most pleasurable shaving wow. device I have ever used. I mean, it is the oh, really? smoothest, it is the smoothest shave I've ever gotten from anything and it's just, it, make, it makes me happy because I no longer have to rely on all the shit woke corporations for their, uh, you know, for their products anymore. And, you know, their inferior products. And I mean, I remember when my, my shit quattro or whatever, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, used my last blade on that, you know, I ended up having to borrow disposable from my dad and the disposable nicked me like, you know, four times. So, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just thankful. It sounds like this was uh, like, like you're a paid spokesman of Western, but I'm glad to hear that this was, uh, that you've had this experience. And was this your first time with a safety razor? It was for me. It is. Okay. It is. And for, it for those of us, um, you know, younger men, I, I don't know, people who, people who grew up just thinking that you shave with disposable razors and, and safety razors were not the normal thing. Um, once yes. you shave with sort of a, a piece of hardware again. You never you realize like how, yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been, uh, we've been denied, uh, a truly manly experience in shaving, you know, just, but it's also <laughs> exactly. what they say about kind of the scam element of it is true. It's like, yeah, you're, you know, you, you spend a little bit of money to get an all metal quality piece. You pay a yeah. little bit of money up front, but then you're paying pennies on the razor forever. Yes, exactly. And you're not buying these stupid exactly. plastic boxes all exactly. the time um it it uh it, it really is a, a great product and and i'm glad to see that they're kind of reviving that old aspect of manhood because i didn't even know what i was missing until that yes and and and, and what you were saying about me being like a spokesperson whatever i mean keep in mind i am a marketing professional you know well there you go I knew <laughs> it. and we, I'm, I'm getting i'm getting a lot of feedback from blonde her mic so, oh you know. no! Uh, yeah, we but, have that uh, problem in Discord. Like it, it creates like mm, a hissing. Is is that what you're hearing? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know exactly. what dis it, Discord works in mysterious ways. You know. But anyway, know what so what that's about. But our next segment is everybody's favorite segment: adventures in trauma. Okay. And let's see here tonight. And tonight's episode is tranny terror. <laughs> so okay, so. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and make this as short as possible. What the like, you know, good luck with that. But, okay, so I go to fine dining restaurant, 
somewhere in, let's say, the greater Charleston area, and we're talking, you know, candlelit, white tablecloths, et cetera, et cetera. Been going to this place since like 2016. And um, this is, I mean, I, I mean, the last two years, I've only been going there like once a year because uh, Charleston is kind of far away from me. But um, let's see here. How'd this go? Okay, yeah. So, you know, I went there, you know, ordered, ordered my food, you know, everything got done right, you know, food tasted great, tasted excellent. I mean, it was almost like, it was almost like old times, right? We're talking about like pre-2020. And then, so, you know, I finish my food, I pay for my food, and I go to the restroom, and, you know, you do what you do in the restroom, and then I'm washing my hands, and then as I'm washing my hands, okay, so some fat, pudgy-faced, you know, dough-faced, uh, assumedly woman, uh, walks in the restroom behind, uh, walks in behind me when I'm washing my hands. I'm like, okay, so what do we have here? Do we have, uh, and I mean, I don't know why I'm still so naive, but I'm like, okay, so what do we have here? Do we have, you know, a woman coming into the restroom because, uh, there's a line backed up for the women's restroom or do we have someone with a flipping, uh, attitude problem? Uh, you know, a woman using the men's restroom to poof some kind of point. And, and so I'm thinking what about, was it? right. So getting to that. So, you know, <laughs> But after I after I'm done washing my hands, right? I'm yeah. you know I'm like okay. I feel like saying this. I feel like saying something to this person because you know I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of these people. Yeah. And you know as I'm opening the door to leave, I look at you know I look at the sign of course to see if it's actually the men's room. I'm like yeah, this is the men's room. Sign says men's restroom. And then she or he uh, finally comes out of the restroom again. You know, doe face, lipstick, uh, granny glasses, hair back in a bun, et cetera, et cetera. And I say to them, I you know. <laughs> I say to them, I says, uh, the sign here says men's restroom. You do know how to read, right? And then, you know, she starts shouting at me, you know, advancing towards me, you know, gesturing uh, aggressively. Something about, something like, I, I don't know what I heard her say, but something like, I'm going to cave your face in you little shit or something like that. But, uh, uh, so, you know, I just have to get out of, out of there because, you know, for all I know, a person's prone, for vi- prone to violence. I mean, do I, do I really want to get beat up by a tranny? And, I, and that's when I figured out, you know, she was a tranny when she finally opened her mouth, or they... I mean, I'm about to break my I'm about to break my brain in half. It's just, very you know, nice of you he, to use preferred he, she, pronouns. Yeah, yeah he, you. she, yeah, he, yeah, he, she, they. I'm I'm about to break my brain in half because you know, female sort of looking creature, but you know, mm-hmm. male or dis- distorted, distorted just, male voice. Just so we're clear, this but, was a uh, biological female pre- claiming to be or presenting no, as that, male. No, bio, no, bio, no, biological, bio, biological male presenting male. as female, presenting as female, but, but, but using but she, the men's but, room. But they're using the men's men's restroom. I see. So okay. Yeah, so apparent so apparently in the state of South Carolina, uh, as long as you're if you're still a pre-op tranny, you still have to use uh, your original gender's restroom. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had but to if talk you, with if the you, man- if you cut it off, you can go in the other one. Yeah, basically. But yeah, so I had to talk to the manager about this. I had to talk to the manager about this, and I'm like, uh, I think uh, I think one of your serving staff, or I mean, she she was uh, they. Oh, this person worked at he, the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I was actually, yeah, not and actually not serving staff, kitchen staff, kitchen uh-huh. staff, because they were j- dressed in all black. You know, they they had the dish rags, you know, hanging from their belt, whatever. Um, and I talked to the manager about this, and I said, you know, I have one of your kitchen staff threatening me in the restroom when I'm talking to them. You know, I, th- I you know, I, th- you know, they were using the wrong restroom, and that's when they explained to me this person's a tranny, and I'm like, uh, you know, my eyes just kind of die, my eyes just kind of like dilate. And, and the guys, and then yeah, I, I told them, well, whatever the, whatever they are, they just physically threaten me with violence. And, and manager's like, yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe uh, they actually did that. And then he's, oh. and then, you know, and, and then, and then the guy tells me, 
you know, it basically kind of goes on kind of, you know, suggesting if not point blank saying, you know, I'm a transphobe, whatever. And the guy's like, you know, if the guy's like, you know, if you're going to be like this, uh, I don't want you coming here again. And I'm like, uh, excuse you, but you just want to gloss over the fact that your serving staff, your kitchen staff, member of your kitchen staff just physically threatened me with violence. Yeah. And the guy just kept going on. The guy just kept going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you here. I don't, I don't need this aggravation. And like, I don't need this aggravation. I'm the one paying 27 bucks for a burger here. Did you dine and, uh, and dance oh or Lord. did you pay your bill? Uh, no, I asked for my, I asked for my money back. I asked for my money back. They gave it to me. Uh, oh, and I was right. like, see, oh, nice. and, 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 and I was like, see, see you again. Never, you know, yeah. Well, no, at least they you, at you least wanna... they did that. I mean, I I agree yeah. that uh, you shouldn't be threatened by the staff, but um, yeah. that <laughs> was a, that was a that was a good gesture to try to at least yeah. uh, mend things on the way. So you're done. You're not going back. You're not going to get abused. Yeah, I mean, and... yeah. I mean, it's like 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 I told the guy. I mean, I've been going there since 2016 for like yeah. the past seven years, whatever. I mean, this place was like my second most favorite restaurant out of any place oh, I know that's of, a and it's just like. Yeah, I'm just, and you just, I can't, I can't, I can't go there again. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess it's just like, I haven't been banned from a place because of politics in a while. You know, it just, it just had to in happen. A while. You know, it has to happen <laughs> at least, it has, it has to happen at least months. once a year, I yeah. guess now, ever since 2020. But, I mean, uh, in okay, fairness, so, if it wasn't the tranny, it would have been some bitch ass wearing a mask and you would have had yeah, the same yeah, confrontation. Exactly. So, yeah. okay. Well, we, uh, well, we are yeah. a little tight on time, so we got to get to your other topic or topics yeah. will have to be quick. So yeah, just piece of entertainment. So there is a little FMV PC game out there, you know, full motion video, one of those interactive movies, you know, it's designed to be a, you know, interactive movie, you know, uh, make your own choices, choose your own adventure kind of thing. It's called Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe. And the reason this is relevant to you, it's because it's about a male host and female co-host, you know, radio host Uh and their show and... All the episodes, I mean, basically it's like a, a B movie horror kind of thing going on. Um, you know, it's, it's an, it's, you know, it's an anthology of like five different episodes, you know, five different scenarios. Again, you know, choose your own adventure, but, um, basically, you know, they have their fans like either wanting to, you know, they have like deranged fans, you know, listeners, whatever, wanting to, you know, either kidnap them or murder them or F them and then murder them, okay. you know, et cetera, et cetera. This sounds but, too I mean, close to, be, to home. But yeah, I mean, it's meant to be a dark comedy. So my yeah. suggestion, my my recommendation is, I would do a live stream of this game during okay. the Halloween season. Is what uh, I maybe I, I would check it out if you email it to me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll I'll email it to you for you. Okay. Sure. I mean, I mean, it's not ex- I mean, it's not expensive. I mean, and you can do- download it. You can buy it. Download. Can it you play it PC. online? It'd be easier to stream if you can actually like play it digitally rather than. I mean, like in a physical I mean, form. yeah, you, you, yeah, you buy it, you buy it digitally, you know, you install it to your machine yeah. and then you know, you use a, use a screen cap or whatever you use screen caps. Yeah. So, if you can uh, play it on your computer, too. it'd be pretty yeah. easy to do. I just don't yeah, want to do like, exactly. I don't want to set up some board game and have to do cameras. No, on no, 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 like no, no. Yeah. No, yeah. no, this, no, this is an inter, inter, interactive game, yeah. but All otherwise, right. yeah, the last, the last thing I want to say is uh blonde. I just want to say, uh, I'm wishing you well with your pregnancy and yeah. I pray that, and I pray that everything goes well. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. You're quite welcome. You, uh, you, you two uh, take care now. Thank you Thank very you, much. Thank you, man. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Okay. Uh, as is tradition for the last call of the month, it's time to hear from our friendly call screener, Tim. By what name are you known? There are some who call me Tim. Otherwise known as Dangerous Spaces. Tim, are you there? Timmy? Hey, he was gone. Well, what's on your mind? This fun, I was going to say this evening, but it's not evening down under this fine day. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So just after midday here. Um, I will ask you a question because I, I sent you guys a question last week, but it was a video question. And it was a question I'm like, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to answer that. I did get one to check it beforehand. Are you guys still right to receive video questions? Though? A I'd video? I don't remember do seeing a, a video if you, question. If you are taking yeah, we, them. We can do that, but uh, I don't know if Blonde saw it or missed well, it or whatever. I, did it come through in some of the different forums? You sent it through the call into a question form? Yeah, yeah, I just sent it through the normal way. Hmm. I did not find it, no. I go through every single oh, one. Okay. I don't know how that happened. No, that's right. I, I, again, it was one where I'm like, I'm not sure if you guys are going to be able to answer this, so maybe double check before you put it on air so you don't hear and go, oh, crap, we probably can't answer that. So, yeah, um, and sometimes um, I can still do them. Sometimes, depending on how they're sent, like they might need a little bit of editing because sometimes it's way loud or way quiet or you got to do a little production yeah, yeah. on it to make it a little more stream friendly. But uh, in general, we can still take them, yeah. Um, so I've kind of, I do try to play my topics, but I've had a bunch of thought of where I'm like, I could probably do these as email questions or a topic. So I was looking at things like, uh, why I think the phrase, you can't be what you can't see is bullshit. Um, what your thoughts are on unpaid work. Uh, one that I thought might be really interesting. I don't know if you guys have a preference out of these, uh, why I think the left isn't hypocritical, uh, just as a general concept. Um. Yeah, they're probably they're probably a few other. I don't know if you guys have. You a can't be what you topic. can't see. Is that about? Is that the propaganda of like everyone? Every pet group needs visibility and entertainment and politics. Is that the idea, or what is that? What's the concept? Yeah, yeah, that? that's yeah. Basically, the yeah. You yeah, have I don't think I've ever heard something. that before. I forget who's. I've heard someone Seriously? say that, but it's usually like, oh, you know, like. Black Muslim trans amputees need to see black Muslim trans amputees to realize they too could be movie stars. Yeah, yeah, that it's kind ba- of yeah, basically. Yeah, so we can um, chat about that. If well, you want, no, I, I, actually, I, well, before we dive into that, I I think the unpaid work thing is more interesting to me personally. But I, if okay. you guys want to go the other route, no, I'll, that's fine. I don't I don't have a strong strong opinion. Well, if you're happy to do that, because that was the one I sent last week, and there was a part where I'm like, as I said, I was like, oh, I don't know if they're going to be able to answer that. Um, cause I was, and this wasn't my choice by the way, but I was at a place where we watched a Adam ruins everything, uh, video about unpaid internships. Mm-hmm. And I got into a little bit of an ar- argument's probably too strong a word, like a disagreement with people where I kind of pointed out and I'm like, you do realize he said there that, oh, she's just learning to be a secretary. And I'm like, he's kind of making the point that unpaid work is ex- essentially exploitative and the person's not getting out anything out of it. I'm like, the dude literally just said she got secretary experience out of it. She could go apply that to an actual job <laughs> yeah, totally. as a secretary. Yeah. But I'm just curious what you guys think of the concept of, you know, yeah, um, as long as it's not yeah, coerced. Have- and, and I did uh, unpaid internship in, um, in my junior and senior year of college. And I can tell you that it was a big factor in getting my first job out of school. And, uh, and I remember when I was trying to get in on that opportunity and they said, well, it's not paid. Um, are you okay with that? And do you think that you would be working some other job while you're doing this? And I considered it a really great experience opportunity. And so of course I, I was fine with that and I was a poor college junior and senior anyway. So, um, as long as there's no deception or some kind of coercion, all parties are consenting. Um, yeah, I don't, there's. Not only is there no problem with that, but I would not undersell the value of the experience. 
Yeah, yeah. It still sucks, though. Then don't do it, though, is the answer. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, look, but people can... feel like they have to do it. Like, it, it shouldn't be your only option for a, a paid position later. I don't think it is, though. I don't think it's, like, man. I don't know. I think that but... the job market is much, much, much worse now than it was when we... Well, nowadays, you can't walk down the street without someone forcing a job upon you. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it, but, in, in seriousness, there is a labor shortage, though. So workers have somewhat uh, they have an upper hand in the in the hiring process mm-hmm. right now. Everyone's the getting replaced thing, by robots. So it yeah. The other thing that I think would be an interesting thing to put forward for you guys, because I don't know how uniform it is in terms of having a minimum wage in America. But in Australia, a lot of places, the minimum wage, they don't call it that. They call it the award wage, usually, is the most common term for it. But the minimum wage in Australia is generally pretty high. And one of the reasons why I think it's an interesting idea is because here in Australia, I I remember back to my first time looking for a job, because there's a set value that they need to be paying you, they need to know that they can get that back. And so every person that's new to looking for a job will constantly hear the words, we need someone that's got some experience in the whatever the thing happens yeah. to be. Usually, yeah. it depends on the type of well, job. That's why but- the saying is the minimum wage is always zero, not just because there are you know, people willing to work for free in the form of internships, but because when you set a, a, an artificial price at which people, mu- an artificial price people must pay, if, if it is not worth that price in value to the employer, the decision is going to be made, well, I'm just going to have to get by without that right, particular right. position. It's like if you own a bar and they tell you that you got to pay a guy 10 bucks uh, or 20 bucks or whatever it is, you know, I guess 10 bucks these days isn't as much thanks to inflation. But let's say the law is you got to pay him 50 bucks an hour to dry your glasses at the bar or something like that. Well, it's not that is not worth that much in terms of the value provided to the business. So my answer is, I guess I'm drying my own, washing and drying my own glasses at this bar instead of giving a guy an opportunity at something of a low wage, but it's still an opportunity for someone who needs experience like you're talking about or someone who's yeah. maybe someone who's yeah. uh, made some mistakes in the past and needs to get back on their feet and establish some good work experience. That's minimum wage, ironically, hurts low wage workers tremendously. And uh, that's just yeah. the reality of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I was just curious about that because I'm like, like I'm looking at someone in the uh, in the chat that's saying unpaid labor is cl- called slavery. No, not if it's voluntary. Not if it's voluntary. Right? Yeah. The whole point of slavery is people are forced into it. Yeah. If obviously um, if you're compelled and you can't leave, that's a problem. But right. Um, but if you're there voluntarily, it's of your own decision making. That's uh, that's not a problem at all. Yeah, I mean, I'd just be curious, is there any circumstances where you'd say, you know what, probably not okay? Because I do look at things like, and in that vid, they in that Adam Ruins Everything video, they did kind of um, suggest that the unpaid intern, all they were doing was like making coffee and doing copies and stuff like that. And even something like that, I'm looking at going, yeah, probably the coffee thing's a bit, you know, get off your own lazy ass and get your own coffee, dumbasses. But the you know being able to Xerox and being able to collate you know paperwork and stuff like that, even something like that. Uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the chat. If it's if it's voluntary, it's not slavery. 
Right. They're probably oh, trying to troll you a little bit at this point. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Any... Um, but yeah, but even no, things I like mean, yeah, being able to collect documents and stuff like that, and you know, knowing how to use a you know photocopier and things like that, I'm like, well, that, no, that's the, experience. The only way I, I could say there's a problem with it if, is if there's some kind of, I guess, moral breach or something. That is to say, as far as the government is concerned, your labor is your property. You are free to exchange it with another willing buyer on whatever terms you see fit, including for free. Now, we might have moral distinctions there are some things you shouldn't do for work you shouldn't um you shouldn't be a hitman you shouldn't engage in prostitution or something like those sorts of things where it's types of labor that we would say are wrong even when money is involved i mean i would say they're just as wrong even if it's some in some sort of unpaid employment scenario but that's not because it's unpaid it's because of the nature of the labor that's being performed that would be the only place that i would draw moral right. distinctions me too yeah mm. But, yeah, uh, yeah. De- debt slavery is indentured servitude. It's a different thing, but whatever. I need to stop reading the chat while I'm doing these calls because I get distracted by. It. So, but um, yeah, I, yeah, no, but but it was just something because it was something I sent through, and especially for you guys, I, I know I don't know how much you're happy with me saying, but I know you're very insistent about, and have been in regards to other areas, very insistent about paying people for their work. And I'm not oh, yeah. thinking of this show specifically, but I'm like, I wonder if for you guys, if there's a limit to how much someone's contributing where you go, I'm not happy just taking that yeah. before well, I want to pay that, you. For thank example. you for clarifying. We probably do have an obligation of disclosure, even though I think most people know. But yeah, uh, Tim is not paid in experience around here. So he you know, he provides value to the show. And so we, we give him uh, you know, compensation for that. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but you know, like, it, yeah, is, it is important to me. Stuff like that, so... It, yeah. It's it's important to me um, because I suppose I I don't know that the value gained in quote unquote experience that I can offer is necessarily super worthwhile to the market in that way. In fact, I think it might be a liability if someone says, "Hey, <laughs> I was a volunteer for the Matt and Blonde show." It's like get out of my office, yeah. Nazi, and never. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what people would say. But the other thing is, like in a in a case like yours or a select few other people that we pay for ongoing services, like. An internship usually is kind of defined. You're going to be here for like three months, six months, whatever. And then you go on your merry way. In a case like this, I need ongoing labor to help increase the production value of this show or whatever operation I'm doing. It's not really fair to, I don't, I don't think it, maybe that is a moral distinction I would draw. I don't know about maybe undefined, uh, or like, uh, unpaid labor in perpetuity. Even if you agree to that, yeah. I guess maybe there's not a problem. Well, there. But well, that is that is one that is one thing I thought maybe you you felt you had to do was because I was I was showing up every week just to help out before you brought me on officially just because I wanted to help out in a mm-hmm. way that wasn't financial. I couldn't I couldn't do it. So I did wonder if maybe that's part of it. Of like you're saying, well, I'm asking you to make a commitment, so I should yeah. be obligated to make a commitment to you in in return. Yeah, I think that's part of the uh, the equation, too, is like, I know that I need you to show up every Wednesday to do this. I, yeah. If I don't g- give you some sort of commitment on behalf of the show, what reason do you have to show up on the day you decide, like, meh, I don't feel like it. I'm not doing this anymore. Fuck it. And you quit like yeah. I did at Target or like Blonde did at a <laughs> real job. Yeah, yeah. And then we're in trouble, you know, and and I have to recognize to the extent that 
if you decide to do that, there's a, a there's damage done to the show. Well, what's that an indicator of? That's an indicator of value provided to the show, which mm-hmm. means it should be compensated with value itself. Now, if I if the experience of being on the show was so valuable, maybe I'd consider that. Or if I, you know, if there was some college kid studying like duct tape production mm-hmm. and he wanted to shadow me for like three months to learn how I do things in my own bizarre way. Yeah, maybe there's some minimal experience to be gained there. But I, I can't ask someone to commit like, I mean, at this point, you've been doing the screening for what, like two years? I can't ask someone to do that. Uh, without, yeah, March with, March 2021, I think I think I started, yeah. Yeah, so like, I can't ask someone to do that without pay. That's just, uh, they, they would leave before two years would be over. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Anyway, I'm, I'm really keeping you guys for quite a while, so we could probably leave it there but yeah i'm gonna try again i'm gonna try and do a few more um video questions so if people want to do that i'll I'll try and do some to encourage other people to start doing that if they want to as well so all right well thank you man appreciate it no worries you guys have a good night Okay, that'll do it on calls tonight. appreciate all of our callers uh if you are looking to participate in the show but you can't call in or you uh, you're having trouble calling in of course send us an email question way to do that is the contact page of the website mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact look for the call and show question form and we will take those at the end of the stream each and every week as we will right now dylan says uh, about a month ago my mother told me she had an abortion i'm not sure if i can forgive her or my father if they won't admit they killed one of my siblings and that they are sorry what do you think I should do about my relationship with my parents going forward? Oh, boy. Oh, that's damaging to your relationship. I mean, have you point blank asked them like, no, uh, I don't want to get into the weeds. I'm like, do the circumstances matter? But I think that for you to understand why they did it, it might help you process your emotions. Um, and I've talked to other people. This is funny. This just happened to my friend. I, and they have like this survivor's guilt. Kind of because hmm. they're like, well, what if they just my parents arbitrarily decided to abort me? They aborted my sibling. Yeah. Why wasn't it me? I guess I hadn't thought wasn't of it, it me. in that way. Um, so this is, you know, this is a heavy thing. This could have been you. And your parents need to understand the weight of their moral decision. Uh, I think you have to convey to them convey that to them in in any way possible. I mean, especially if you have kids, I'm not sure that I would divorce my parents over this but it would be really hard to deal with i think everything you've said there is is a good approach i would approach them with the same sort of thing you're saying here i I don't think that you family integrity is important even though i think um i mean obviously i think your parents committed uh an immoral act and it's not a good thing that that happened but maintaining that family relationship is very important and so I would approach that conversation on exactly the terms that you've described it here. Just be very matter of fact. This is my concern with it. This is my opposition to it. I want to understand why this happened. And I hope we can come to some sort of understanding, if not full agreement. But yeah, I mean, what you said there too, it's like, I know it would be a tremendously painful conversation. I can't imagine having that with my parents or if I, in a situation where I aborted one of my kids explaining to my son in the future that there was another one who we will never know. But that is a way to personalize that opposition. It's, it's like there was another one of me 
who should be here sitting with me, but isn't. Yeah. That's my problem with it. There's a sibling that existed, an independent life who was, you know, part of our blood who's been deleted in a matter because of choice. Why? Not deleted by nature, but deleted by a choice that you made. Obviously, you can't undo that. You know, even if um I, th- I think you have to try to come to terms with that or try to find some peace with that in the interest of that family integrity. I'm trying to think like in a situation where my dad was an actual cold blooded murderer or something like he killed a guy and now he's like served his time in prison and he's out or something. I mean, I could have a relationship with my dad if he was remorseful and understood the weight of what he had done, of course. But if it, if he got out of prison was like, Meh, don't care. Guy had it coming. <laughs> it was totally unjustified. That would be a problem, I guess. But I don't know. The circumstances of the abortion, I think, probably are relevant, too. I suppose they're not all exactly the same. Uh, Maybe there's some factor that we don't understand where it was, uh, you know, maybe this was deemed some sort of medical necessity or something like that. Well, I would be more understanding of it if if the baby had some huge problem. I suppose. Yeah. If if they said it it was, it was given a diagnosis of X and the prospect for now I'm, I'm of the persuasion that you don't do that anyway, of course, but it would help me understand their thinking better than like, eh, it wasn't the right time. We just, we didn't want that baby then. That's a big problem. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, in my pregnancy, because I just did this down syndrome diagnosis and everything like that. And nothing's wrong with the baby that I know of, but I'm, but I'm 35. And I was thinking like, should I have more kids? I'm 35. I'm already having a hard time dealing with the risk assessment here. No. And then I was thinking if I were somebody that would abort a baby that had a genetic problem that had a trisomy or something like that, I would keep having kids. I would. Um, Wait, I'm not sure I follow. If you were, if I were the kind of person that would, that would abort a baby that had down syndrome. Oh, it, then I would be like, I'm just going to keep having children because you're taking the quote unquote risk without uh, you think that the people who think that they can just like kill their way to the baby that they want is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. It, it would it would change my risk assessment. Drastically, whereas right now I'm like, I'm not I'm done. I'm not having any more kids after this. So I don't know, like it's a little easier for me to get inside people's heads with the abortion for major anomalies. As a pregnant woman. Yeah, I, th- I think if you just go, if you go in with honesty about your own perspective and and aim for understanding and aim for peace, you, you might be surprised about what you could achieve here. Um, but you're right. You, lo- you lost a sibling who is unable to speak for himself or herself. And I think that sibling does deserve your respect and your defense. And I hope that you you provide that to your parents in as respectful and honest terms as you can. And I, I re- for the sake of your family, I hope that you're able to... Um, have a productive conversation out of this and good luck. Me too. What I know that won't be easy. Varen says, pretending the trad wife topic. Oh, sorry. Traditional ways of life were dependent on the strength of men to do physical labor. This confined the women to homemaking duties, modern luxuries, industrial agriculture, home appliances, cars, internet, et cetera. I've essentially made the old gender roles obsolete, at least in how they contributed to providing for a family's necessities for the sake of the benefits of gender or gender roles. Get a, for the sake of the benefits gender roles give families, is it worth intentionally foregoing some modern luxur- luxuries so necessities are dependent mm. once again on gender roles, thus reinforcing them? Um, 
Okay. My thing on gender roles and marriage, because I got deep into just pearly things again. I don't, I have this abusive relationship with her. I don't know why. Oh, I thought you had stopped. I, I don't know. Like, like her, <laughs> um, her little reels get, get at me sometimes on this Instagram is, uh, or you are, you are to just pearly things. What Ben Shapiro is to Barbie. Oh God. He, he will not <laughs> shut up about it. Uh, just so it's you guys true. know, I did not like the Barbie movie and uh, here's why right. for the millionth time. But she's obsessed with this concept of like, okay, she just released this video about female submission. And while I agree that there is a biblical precedent for female submission, the men today are not the men of old that were entirely competent and that were super masculine and that were providing single-handedly for the family. And so in the situation where women, uh, they might have, um, financial information or financial knowledge that the man doesn't have things like that. They're bringing their own things to the table in that way. Is it appropriate to lose out on family income or opportunities or things that will definitely benefit your family because the woman is in a submissive position to a man who is somewhat ignorant to these fields. And I think that like, no, you have to do what's best for your family. Like it's just probably things it's insane when you're in a marriage and when you have children, she has no fucking clue how collaborative it is just to get through the day. You have to talk to your spouse 500 times about whatever's going on. Um, and she's like, women should not be making any decisions um, for the family. I'm like, well, or men shouldn't be talking to women about decisions they have to make for the family. Like, well, that's retarded. Like, this isn't a situation like in the 40s where there was one income and in total financial um, autonomy in, in with the man. So- can we truly submit in the ways of old? Like, I, I don't know. I don't really think so. Hmm. And I think if you don't accept that, that modern society does not allow um, the same kind of gender rules to emerge that they used to, uh, that you're not going to have realistic expectations of a marriage and that your marriage might be at a higher rate of failure. I am uh, I am not generally in favor of of opting out of all technology or at least I mean technology in general with the idea of upholding the wisdom of the past. Not because I don't want to uphold the wisdom of the past, but I just view it as kind of a false choice. It, it just means you have yeah. to be a little more intentional. In the same way, there's sort of this paradox of masculinity now, where in the past you didn't have a choice but to be a manly man because you got to go out and build log cabins and fight bears and get food yeah. for your family or else you all starve and die now you can you can sit on the internet and do everything in the digital <laughs> world including your livelihood itself and hardly lift a finger and get through the day with incredible wealth what that mm-hmm. means though is as a man if you want to maintain some semblance of that traditional masculinity you have to find ways to challenge yourself physically intellectually how just to become the strongest version of yourself possible that nature intended. Even artificially, I mean, if you have to. We, that's kind of, but that's basically that's what, what sport is. That's what the gym is. It's it's yeah. artificial. It's you still get the same strength, but it's it's artificial scenarios. It's not the forces of the world making you strong. It's your own active participation in it. So it's this. I, I view that same principle applying to gender roles. It's like. Yeah. Um, are there all sorts of awesome things in our kitchen that cook food and clean dishes and do things in an automated way that make life for my family and my wife much easier? Yes. Um, if we didn't have those, would it force her to do more of that traditional work? Probably. 
but I, I would rather have the convenience with just a, a proper mindset about what my role and her role is and just sort of be an active, intentional participant in those roles with the benefit of the conveniences too. It just, just means being a little more thoughtful about your day-to-day, I suppose. I, I just don't view it as a, an either-or. It's just being philosophically sound as you navigate mm-hmm. even the technologically advanced yeah. world. Though sometimes you think you're being philosophically sound and that's deceptive. I get it. The, the counter-argument this person might raise is, Okay, you think you're doing it right, but you got it wrong. And if you go back to the natural world, the natural world will force it on you. And the natural yeah. world is is rarely, if ever, wrong. So let the natural world do it for you. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's harsh. But but there's true. truth to it. I just, I like the internet and I like all, you know, I like the microwave too. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to surrender all of that. I'm just trying to have the natural world and the microwave. Maybe that's a fool's errand. <laughs> Chris says, uh, hey, faggots, in regard to Mr. Pink, this is a callback to uh, Reservoir Dogs, which I think we didn't understand him last time. I think it would be great if a character was gay outed and then it never came up again because it wasn't relevant to the story being told. I see this week's question, which is more of a one part proposal to deal with pedophiles. Should we allow them to have child sex dolls and AI generated kitty porn to allow for a release valve so that they can keep their shit together in their own home? And if they ever touch a kid, we get to execute them on national TV. Okay. I see where you're going. So it's like, it's like, here's the one bone that you throw. And if you ever go past this, um, no, I, I think, um, the same We've argument I, the same argument I think is made about like about porn in general that oh man like wouldn't uh wouldn't couldn't porn be beneficial in that it is a release for men and it it sort of cools all of their worst impulses and I think what we've seen is the exact opposite effect mm-hmm. we've seen the male impulse um redirected to all sorts of unproductive terrible distractions Right. And in this case, it's even worse because it's not just a distraction from what the purpose of the male drive is, which is to build families, of course. In this case, you you risk the victimization of children. Yes. Um, and so stakes are higher. Totally. So, no, I, I'm definitely although I am in favor of, you know, the harsh penalty for people who are convicted of these crimes. Um, the deal, I think, will only I would think would would make the likelihood of those crimes higher not lower would be my guess yeah <laughs> this is a clever name you got it yes yeah this is hold on let me scroll up yep yeah yeah go ahead no it's, it's yours to read yeah oh oliver close off <laughs> thanks oliver aha how would either of you feel about the idea of exile with regards to the impasse matt and some of the regular callers are coming to regarding the level of state intervention with bad ideas for example Privately believing in the artistic mastery of rap music, oh my God, might be tolerated, but publicly advocating for and distributing such materials in a town, state, or a country could get you exiled from that particular region. Just looking for a gut level reaction to the idea. I haven't thought it out all the practical way. Yeah. Uh, it could go sideways. Yeah, fine. I mean, I'm all for local ordinances making whatever restrictions that they want. It gives, it, it's actually empowering to the citizen of the United States of America that wants to decide um, what kind of immoral environment they want to bring their family up in. So it's cool. I'm that, that was the Constitution's original design. The idea was literally Congress, and, and maybe you make it an extension of the federal government, but just Congress is not going to tell the entire country what they can and can't say. That's the idea of the First right. Amendment. 
the 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 bargain at the time though was hey if state or locality wants to decide uh you know the, no rap music or whatever speech restriction you want well that's up to the people in that state and of course in my state it's not something that i would advocate for i i do believe that you want more speech not less just as a matter of getting to the truth i want that battle of ideas but let's say that there's a place over there where they decide they don't want to put up with the rap music or they don't want to put up with whatever form of of uh, public advocacy in their town square. If that's the solution where, okay, if I, if I want to do that, I just can't do that there. And I still have my rights fully protected to leave and go over here into this state in which I participate, because I think that there's benefit to these ideas being exchanged. That's great. I mean, that that's the original concept. And even though I would disagree with I think how some some of that business is being handled in that state over there, the fact that we agree to live and let live on this, uh, I think is perfectly livable. As long as you are protecting the individual's right to find those greener pastures over there, and we're not talking about um, we're not talking about like some sort of national standard that you can't escape or something like that. I um I'm I'm pretty warm to that idea, and I think that. Ever since the Civil War, this idea that we've kind of um, we sort of nationalized a lot of these, some of these explicit constitutional rights, obviously, your First and Second Amendment rights and all that, but we've made up rights, like all of your substantive due process rights, uh, abortion, for example, gay marriage, another one, mm-hmm. um, that we've really opened a can of worms there. I mean, you have the Supreme Court just deciding that there are all sorts of made up constitutional rights that that must be protected yeah. by state governments that fund that represent people who fundamentally disagree with that concept and that that was never the original design and it shouldn't be that way chris a did you sorry did you have more thoughts on that nope go ahead we gotta we have tons yeah of we do all right chris a says do you guys think world war ii or some big event will be enough to snap everyone back to normal and we can come together as a country or will will the left take it and use it to divide us even further Will we be able to fight off a future invasion or has the left weakened our country to the point where we will be one of the first countries to be taken over? Uh, I don't, I wouldn't say we'd be one of the first countries to be taken over just because private gun ownership is so high. Mm-hmm. I think that at least regions of this country could put up a that pretty has to good count fight. For something. Yeah. So, um, do I think that an event like that would snap everyone back to normal? Well, yeah, in many ways, in the same way we just dis- discussed where, where you delete a lot of the modern conveniences of technology, you, you, the natural world forces its way upon you in, in that right, way. So, right. Which I think we fantasize about, but we don't um, internalize what the cost would be, which is so extreme. The loss of life, the loss of convenience. I mean, it, it would be catastrophic. Nobody wants to end up in a wartime situation, no matter how much we hate trannings. <laughs> well i that's i thought the babies made me weak i was gonna say this is not accelerationist this is uh this is a change well i don't want my children to grow up in in some terminator like environment where they they don't have any physical safety like what's the chance that my child gets molested by a homosexual or some tranny it's like i don't know in the future one in a, a thousand yeah really one in a thousand. What in a wartime situation? What's the chance that your child dies by some, you know, whatever it's going to look like in the future? Some drone attack or something. You know, is it sexual molestation if a robot does it? This is how Democrats are going to get around it. Yes. I guess so. Depends on who programmed the robot. But what if it's AI? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
Thomas, uh, am I up? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so the Bud Light boycott worked because people weren't that attached to Bud Light to begin with. There are better beers and people settled with Bud Light because it was one of the bigger beers advertised. But um, what would happen if this same thing happened with a bigger, more loved company? Hypothetically speaking, if Apple hired Dylan Mulvaney or any trans person to advertise um, their new VR goggles, would that make people give up their Apple products and boycott them in the same way? Or will those people accept it because they are so dedicated to the Apple brand and the company being too big to fail? Yeah, there's just the cost of of replacing those products too. Bud Light or beer in general, these one-time consumables where it's like, well, I yeah, I, I'm only spending a couple bucks on this bottle of beer. I'll just buy that other bottle of beer. In the case of Apple, You've got the phone, you've got the computer, you've got whatever other product you get, watch, whatever. You don't just um, replace those the next time you go to the grocery store. Those are thousands of dollars in combination. So, yeah, I think even though this does appear to have been effective, you're right that Bud Light was in a uniquely vulnerable position because of the nature of its product. And I to follow your your hypothetical, if if Apple had Dylan Mulvaney walk out and introduce the next iPhone, do I think people would be scrapping their iPhones or that the line, maybe, maybe the line for that iPhone release would be a little bit fewer people, but I don't think everybody would be just ditching their phones on mass and going with a different phone brand. Yeah, I am inclined to agree. People care about convenience. So um, sucks for Bud Light, um, but you're right that I think we probably would be you got to be careful in extrapolating how far that will go, because I do agree that it's product dependent. Harriet Bob, Chubman. <laughs> wait, did you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't. That's did the one skip after. Bobby Boy. No, Bobby okay. Boy's next. Right. Uh, isn't it funny how the McDonald's Grimace shake got more attention in June than both Pride and Juneteenth statistically? <laughs> This year has been the lowest in Pride Month attention. Do you think the whole Pride movement will fizzle out and die on its own, or at least deprive people forcing their agenda even more? Um, I don't know. It's uh, when people try to force their really uncool agenda on other people, even if it's initially cool, inevitably it becomes uncool, and then people start to hate it and revolt. That's why we're seeing this Gen Z like proud to be a virgin emergence and stuff because they're sick of all this tranny prop. Uh, young people just naturally rebel against whatever they're being propagandized with. Uh, I agree that uh, the Grimace Shake was the uh, the highlight of Pride Month. In fact, you didn't ha- you didn't sample one, did you? I did not. Well, I, I had one, and it was like a blueberry pie milkshake. But it's not gross. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was you know, as is all McDonald's on a technical level, but on a on a pure taste level, quite good. Um, yeah, I, I, I think average people are, are, I think even just kind of your normie American is sick of this in-your-face crap when everybody knows that you are perfectly free to be gay in this country and not, yeah. you're not some kind of victim class. In fact, in many ways, you're favored. You experience all, kind of, all kinds of preferential treatment in many uh, business settings or many academic settings on the basis of, you know, whose butt you like to put it in or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so... I think the only thing that's going to happen, will they quit on Pride Month? No, I think the I, the hoax hate uh, the hoax hate crimes will carry on and probably intensify even more because they have to use it to justify the true, existence true. of such a thing. Harriet Chubman. 
Have you guys seen the NPC trend happening on TikTok lately? People act like NPC robots every time they get emoji donations on their stream. I find it so weird. I I don't I don't do TikTok, so I don't know. Um, (sighs) I find it funny, but also disturbing that people used to get offended being called NPCs. Now they're acting like NPCs on social media to get money. It seems like most of these streams are being sexual to persuade beta males into giving away their money. Does this give the impression that we should just ban pornography and TikTok altogether? Or should we let it go and let these people sort it out themselves and see what happens? Um, we can't we can't ban it. I mean, I, I don't think there's a way out through banning. I don't know the TikTok trend. I will say that, um, and I've mentioned this before, so I'm, I apologize if people hear me repeating myself, but I still think it's a point worthy of consideration that I hope people think about. Because as someone who generally is in opposition to banning speech type things and the the free exchange of um, of your labor and of your money and of your property, even on terms that I find to be um, immoral in the sense that they are kind of a, a deviation from your your potential or your purpose. Uh, the, I don't know if it's at all like the, um, the only fan stuff, but man, when I look at how destructive those sorts of forces are, where it's just men and women being tricked into destroying their lives under this false mirage of a, of a relationship with some chick on the internet who takes off her clothes because you sent X amount of money with some note and you get off on that interaction or something like how that. How bizarre. Right. Um, I mean, on a technical level or I guess on like a pure principled level, while everyone there is is engaging in a voluntary exchange and nobody's being deceived. And so what's the what's the problem? I mean, that's the answer that I that I want to give on a principled level as a practical matter. It's like, look at the destruction that all of these people are doing to their lives. You have men wasting the money that they should be saving and to, to build for a family of their own, all the while being tricked into believing they have some relationship that they don't. You have women making themselves unmarriageable, absolutely oh, yeah. removing themselves from most eligibility of being a wife and mother, which is the greatest thing they can experience for the vast majority of them. Um, <laughs> my principles say you can't ban that, but that description of it, makes me think otherwise it's like that's that's this might be an area of that where it's like do you do you intervene in that sort of exchange because of its because of its destructive qualities i would say yes i mean but i i don't think that we have the functional society that's going to allow for that i suppose and then i i not that uh, a black market means the original law is always invalid, but you know there's going to be a black market for this sort of thing, even if you... It, it's it's going to be a game of whack-a-mole if you start banning this one, and it's going to pop up elsewhere, no doubt. Um, I, I certainly think that long-term, the answer is morally square people who reject participation in this sort of, of thing. But man, uh, I, I've I've just seen... The, the thing is, it's, it's very personal to me, too, because I've seen several guys get sucked into this. Oh, I don't know anybody that, well, I guess it's not really my, Oh, I'm not going to be that guy. Who's going to dump like thousands of dollars into OnlyFans or something. And then, you know, a few months later, there they are. Oh, looks like I'm that guy or they're convincing themselves that they aren't. Yikes. We only have 15 minutes. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Oh, geez. Just a million questions. How are we going to do this? 
Uh, we'll have to go one answer each, like, you know, 30 seconds each. Let's do it that way. Okay, one. no, not a fed. Do you guys have an opinion on what's the amount, the minimum amount of time you need to wait between dating engagement and marriage? Six months, a year, two years, et cetera. I think six months is fine. That is fine. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, if you haven't heard anything after six months. I agree with that. And by that, I mean the discussion should happen. Not that you must be engaged, but if nobody's talking about marriage after six months, you're wasting your time. Snow Ape Dan, in fact, you should have cleared that up on date one, but that was last yeah, week's topic. Uh, Snow Ape Dan, if your co-host died tomorrow, who <laughs> would you choose to replace them? If it was you, who would you want to replace yourself? Um, Jeez. Well, if, this, if one of us died, this show would cease to exist. And if we started something new with other people, I don't know. Devin Stack would be a good candidate, I think. It would just okay, it would be a different show, regardless of, show. of of who died. You don't try to remake what you had before. Um, I don't know. I guess I haven't put a lot of thought to that. Like, who, if if I died though, I'd want you to do a show with Emily Yukis. I think it would be so funny. Hmm. I'm picking just pearly things. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, there. I I like. I, I like the dynamic that we have, obviously. I think there is something to sort of the male-female dynamic, too. So I don't know if I would try to go back to to pick a female co-host or not. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but all I know is if one of us dies, this show is not reincarnated. You don't take someone else and try to just shove them in, in shove someone them else's the, yeah. shoes. You make something new. And you sort of let it develop organically in its own way. Yep. We have talked about that before. This one, Tay Kadump. Tay Kadump. Always trying to, always trying to get us. Would either of you be sympathetic to imposing minor criminal criminal penalties for ghosting? Lawmakers in other countries have have pushed them in cases for long term relationships due to the extreme toll they take on the victim's mental health. No. Uh, there are good reasons to ghost people. I like, hate you the don't ghosts, want to deal with it, but somewhat the only way I could entertain this is in the context of a marriage where you have formalized uh, an agreement with a person. You can't just bail on that. Maybe there should be some sort of legal enforcement in in that setting, but it can't just be like I I had a bad Tinder date and she ghosted and now I want the police to round her up. Even though I hate you ghosts, you guys are the worst. You're immoral people. You're not. Then you go down this slippery slope of like, you know, punitive damages for all modes of leaving a relationship. Like what if your husband bangs some 20 year old? Mm. What about that? that the other slippery slope is damage. yeah. fundamentally that? here. It's, it's damages for emotional. And I know we do that in some contexts of, of, of the law. Of course we have sort of emotional traumatic damage that is awarded in civil suits, but um, I don't want to, expand that and that's it's such a subjective ridiculous thing how long until like breakups themselves are criminalized if they aren't nice enough yeah or if not criminalized punished legally otherwise long done john with the cultural w's take the right has taken over the last uh year still have happened if trump won in 2020 and if not do you think another four years of democrat political victories would be worth it to secure more cultural wins um no, but I'm so zoomed out on this. Like the wins that we've taken, are they going to prevent um, my child from being propagandized in schools? I mean, and things like that. Are they super meaningful? 
on a cultural level. Like what I'm talking about is just absolute destruction of leftist philosophy and really the group as a whole. Have we really done that? We're just like chipping away at it slowly and everybody's like, ooh, bye-bye. Until they're on the so, trains, you're not happy. I'm not, no. Um, I, it's, I, I guess I would need a little bit of a list of the W's. And I know we've had, uh, yeah, you've had like, um, you've had the Bud Light stuff and you've had, uh, of course, like legally speaking, the major wins are at the Supreme Court level. Those would have happened if Trump was reelected. Mm-hmm, for sure. I think actually all of this probably would have happened if would've Trump happened, was reelected because yeah. I think those leftist cultural forces probably would have pushed harder if Trump was reelected and they would have made themselves even they would have gotten themselves into even more ridiculous messes than they did in the name of opposition to Trump, I think. So in any case, I don't I don't want to come anywhere close to saying it's good that Joe Biden is president because people hate him so much that we realize you should oppose him, I guess, is the thinking. I, I want that dude needs to be out of office yesterday. But um, well, they're getting serious about the impeachment inquiry, though, and they're never going to remove him from office. But it is going to be entertaining in states like mine, where people like Senator John Tester might have to vote to protect him at a Senate trial. And that'll be fun to watch. So it'll be an interesting show, at least. Uh, Joel says, how far do you take your dis- uh, mistrust of the medical system? Is it only about childhood vaccines and the COVID shot for you? Or are either of you considering home birth, for example? Best of luck to both you and your family. My wife had seriously considered it, uh, but I don't think that she's going to do it. Uh, My in fact, I know she's like, not. But No way. Absolutely not. Uh, my wife is is very interested in it, and maybe she would try it in the future, but it's not going to happen this time. But as far as the, the- um, oh yeah, I mean, I I have a serious distrust of the medical system now. But there are situations where you have to interact with the medical system. Like if you if you get a, an acute traumatic injury, like you have to go to the fucking hospital. Like yeah, you have to. I had that weird like fingertip infection like a month ago oh, i had to yeah. go get antibiotics for it and i just went to like an urgent care place and even that it's like i don't even trust you guys to give me an <laughs> antibiotics prescription you know i just i but i i i sort of in truth like I, I mean i hate the medical establishment because of what's happened over the last few years but even before that there's just a certain like i've always had this kind of uh almost an anxiety to be frank i just i don't like doctors even before I thought they were corrupt and acting against my interest, even when I thought that they were like trying to do the right thing, I don't like medical settings. And so I, I would yeah. never go unless I'm about to die before this weird fingertip infection. The last time I went to uh, the doctor was when I went to that same urgent care place when I had mono in 2018. Cause I finally kissed a girl right. who was my wife. Yeah. Who, who, who would become, did my she wife. give you mono? Yeah. She, I'm like 99% sure that she gave me mono. That's what. <laughs> And uh, it might have been, I don't know, I might have got some weirdo's sweat on me at the gym or something like that. That's possible. But uh, the timing lines up for her to have given me mono. That's all I can say. And yeah. uh, so I just never, I, I I hate the doctor in general, even independent of this. So how, how high is my mistrust? Very high. I'm not going there unless I'm about to die. Oh, new Tradist. Here you go. You ready to get pissed off at him? Yeah, I already read it. Uh, you really must provide a more fulfilling and attractive alternative to the tremendous call to adventure. I cannot and will not be shamed or cajoled. You hear that, Blonde? 
into forcing yeah. myself to become a uh, a grind set bug man or a sad sod of a minute man because it's supposed to be some responsibility of mine to endure here in a society for that is self-admittedly toast. Make the sale. I don't negotiate with terrorists. I'll die alone. Screw you for your hedonism. You're a selfish asshole. But like, why not actually? Well, um, you know what the real reason is? Like, I, I'm not going to try to sell you on this lifestyle because it sounds like you would be a bad husband and father. So if you want to go do this stuff, like I, I'm tired of trying to convince you of this. Like you want to do what you want to do. You want to be on your own time. You don't want to be saddled by a wife and kids. Like I'm not here to convince you that you have to do these things. Go do your thing. You're going to fuck up if you have a family anyway. I don't care anymore. I'm not answering any more of these questions. All right. Uh, new Let me take your, let me try to take your angle on this. And, um, are you going to steal man? The, all right, proceed. Well, he just, uh, um, he's saying, you know, don't call me selfish or, you know, d- any of that. Um, he's not I, people that don't want kids should not have kids. Well, even, even the self, the quote unquote selfishness angle, I will tell you as a man, I have never been more fulfilled and felt more convinced of my own purpose and more satisfied in my life than I do when I am with my wife and son. And yeah. God willing, my future kids too. Uh, and what if and, you always felt like your wife and son had prevented you from like reaching your full potential? Or whatever? <laughs> no, it's like I was saying when he called in last week, I, I, I love what I, I loved what I do before they came around, but providing them through that is what makes it, it, it adds another layer to what I do that didn't exist before. Before it was just like, Oh, this is fun. And I like this and it's fun to, be on the internet and talk to people who think like me and maybe change a few minds. And that's great. And I'm not dismissing all that, but now it's, it's another layer on that. It's, I have to, I have to do my best to get these ideas out, not just for the sake of myself and and the community that happens to appreciate it, but for the sake of the future from, for my wife and kid too. And for the sake of their livelihood in the meantime. And I'm telling you as a man, there is nothing that is going to motivate you to reach that full potential like your wife and child will. It, it, you may not be convinced of that now. Um, I, I guess I forgot uh, there was some uh, misunderstanding or unclarity about what his age actually is. But I'll, I'll tell you for sure, for me, it didn't solidify in my mind until I was about 30 years and, and older. So if you're younger, don't be surprised if that if that perspective changes a little bit for you. And if it I'm doesn't not doing any of this, like selling the lifestyle to people, though, like it's not for everybody. This isn't for everybody. There are the rare exceptions. He might be like the Ann Coulter version of a man. I don't know. Yeah. If Ann Coulter had had kids, it would have been a disaster. Uh, all right. Next up. Tommy Two Tones. With all these just stop oil climate activists in Europe getting more and more annoying, is it possible these people could be imprisoned for disturbing the peace? When does peaceful protesting end? When the protesters are disrupting traffic, vandalizing art? And wasting everyone's time. Is it acceptable for the common person to fight back? The protesters are endangering themselves and everyone around. Of course. You see that um, that video of that woman dragging that protester who was blocking traffic out by her hair? No. Awesome. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we need to take things in our own hands at some point. If you are physically obstructing other people who have a right to be moving in the place that you're obstructing, say, you know, a public thoroughfare of some kind. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with uh, intervention in, in that way. It's not the message. Like, if you want to stand on the street with your stupid sign about how the climate apocalypse is coming, all right, fine. Like, I think you have a right to do that. You don't have a right to block me from going about 
my rightful business throughout the day. And, and if you breach that, uh, you should face some consequences. And I don't have much sympathy for people who end up facing those consequences when they do. Yep. Ashwin says, hi guys. So book burnings, what's the justification for them and what are the plans to execute them? Um, we need to have that call. Who's the, who's the caller who wants to talk book burnings. We've had that prospect for a, a few weeks now. Um, justification for them. Uh, I don't think that all information should be accessible to the public. And as a society, we've agreed because there are laws on child pornography and other things. Book burnings, I mean, we're going to have to do like a like a like a dark web I, I mean it would have to be different now. Well surely child pornography is different than information. Would you not agree with that? But what about information on how to get child pornography? Ah, <laughs> really we're we're building the bridge there. Um, yeah, I suppose that would be akin to like instructions on bomb making or something like that. Yeah, Although we, there we are have rules for this. there are practical purposes for. Well, I, I actually I don't know how that is treated legally. I know that the um, the 3D printing information for uh, for guns has been very legally um, has been legally challenged. Whether that's a, a pure First Amendment thing or whether that's something that that could be regulated. I mean, I gather child porn victimizes an actual child. You know, it's not it's not text on a page. It's not uh, numbers in a sequence or something like that. That's why I would make that distinction. Um, as far as information, pure information. I mean, if some information doesn't belong in the public square, the question is who gets to make that determination. And if it's not the people, then who the closest I could get to that is what we talked about earlier. If, you know, the state, the locality wants to decide that this sort of material, this sort of information is not suitable for our community. As long as I can go to a different community where my views are better represented. Okay. Um, but if it's like some sort of national standard that you can't escape and the authorities are going to come to your house and burn your library down. And that's that, that I would say is a problem. Okay. All right. <laughs> What's this one? <laughs> I don't even know how to read this one. Mature I don't even know if this is a trick. Dirty. It is because the last thing is dirty. My, my tur. I my think turban's dirty. I think that's what it's supposed to say. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what is your problem with AI art? My prediction is it will be a lot of left-wing wankers out of work and will allow anybody to create most anything. At the moment, you need talent to be creative. In the future, you will need to create a movie with your imagination and prompts or all you will need to create a movie is, is your imagination and prompts. I don't know that I have a, a huge problem with AI in that application. My worry about AI in general is, well, maybe it's too movie based, but when we start developing things that can think for themselves and mimic that human capacity, much like ex machina, we create things that uh, are human like, but we have no control over. Uh, or we have no full understanding of because they develop on their own. And those people as some sort of separate entity will not treat human life or may not treat human life with the value that it deserves. And I think the value that our moral structure recognizes. So AI, like, yeah, I, I'm, when I think of AI, am I concerned that like graphic designers are going to be out of work or something? I mean, maybe, but I don't view that as apocalyptic in nature. Like I view um, the AI robots taking our guns and killing us with them. Yeah. I mean, anything that is going to reduce, uh, 
reduce people's reliance on expanding their imagination, I think is, is a net negative for society. Hmm. We should be doing mind expanding. We should have mind expanding technology. This is not that. Fair enough. All right. We're at the bottom of the hour, so we're going to have to just be rapid fire here, I think. Cool. Uh, Destined Destin to be alone. Yeah, go for it. In the process of creating an online dating profile and me, shared values and worldview are most important considerations. That said, having worked in healthcare, STI, STD, Blumboard disease, including Hep C, is an absolute deal breaker. Although Hep C is curable, although you only would get it from IV drug use. Nothing against anyone. Uh, just don't want to accept it myself. Uh, except I might miss. Except I might miss an otherwise perfect match and die alone. I'm tired of wasting time and want to be upfront. My profile feedback has been strongly versus doing so. With reasons ranging from I might attract a sicko with a disease wanting to infect me. Oh, that's a good point. To you can't do that. Have you yet to see anyone putting anything else out there? I mean, the, I don't think that it's going to be, I don't think if you put it up there, it's actually going to um, stop people uh, from messaging you. Like you have to judge these things for yourself because. A lot of people have had have had STDs. In fact, most people that have had STDs have no idea that they've had STDs. So are you really limiting your exposure to these things by telling people that you don't want them? Nobody wants to get herpes, right? Yeah. What you have to do is you have to, the, the way to effectively deal with this is to drastically reduce um, the number of sexual partners, the maximum number of sexual partners that you're willing to accept in a lifetime mate. And then you're going to have to ask on an individual basis. Like yeah. you're not just going to avoid, people aren't going to be like, Oh, I guess I won't message this person because I have hep C. Like what kind of women are you dating? Anyway? Yeah. I guess into his point, it may, someone might think, aha, I found the guy who like can victimize through this. I don't know if I would put it in the profile, but it's a conversation it's that a you're going to have to have early. And I think that that fits in with, if you're not, if you're, if you're not about wasting time, as you say, there are going to be a lot of conversations. You're going to have day one, day two about big issues. And I think, well, I don't know. My guess is if you're looking for the sort of person who's interested in, in marriage, children, traditional things, less likely to have STDs. Although you probably do want to clarify, I suppose. But I don't know that I would advertise that on the profile itself because you're right. I think it's just kind of a given. No one is like, yes, please, syphilis. Yeah. And then in terms of things like HPV, if you marry somebody that's sexually active, there's an 80% chance that has been sexually active before you. There's an 80% chance they've contracted HPV and they don't even know it. I mean, usually it goes away, so it's probably not a big deal. What you want to avoid is a woman that has formerly had chlamydia or gonorrhea because it affects fertility, um, herpes because it never goes away, and then only homosexual men really get syphilis. So, is that true? I thought that was one of the everybody diseases. Syphilis? Yeah, what I is thought this, I, 1904. I didn't, I didn't I didn't think it was only a gay thing. It's predominantly I think it's like eight times more likely you're you're going hmm. to get it in the homosexual male community. Hmm. Um, but if those, and then hep C, I, I, are you dating ex IV drug users? Like you can basically rule that out by not dating somebody that's ever done IV drugs. So, you know, just no chlamydia, gonorrhea, no All history right. of STDs. Like that. Solved it. Uh, an empty says, what do you do for health insurance? You're not employed traditionally. So what do you use? I'm insured now with MS. So to stay alive, it costs $12,000 a year. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Godspeed. Um, I'm yeah, conventional so, job adjacent. So I have legit health insurance. 
I uh, I buy for my family. And is it a, sucks, uh, a rough man. bill? Yeah, it's a rough Oops. bill. But, uh, you know, that's uh, cost of doing business. And um, and I've had to. Well, we're going to I think this I'll be interested to see what our our childbirth bill is this time around, because last time we, we had better insurance through my wife's employer at the time she was working and then went on maternity leave. So we still had yeah. insurance through that employer. Um, now, you know, I have to make the decision. I have to buy in a way that the premiums are somewhat affordable while not screwing my family over with, you know, massive bills where they may arise. So that's a delicate balance. Um, and yeah, it's tough, but that's, that's the way that I handle it. I buy for my family each and every year. Um, Godspeed, by the way, I am uh, all, all the best with, uh, with your situation. Blonde. What are some, who is this Louie? Um, yeah. What are some bands, artists in your current rotation? Thanks, Louie. Um, I've recently gotten into this guy, Stromae, who apparently everybody else had found. I like find this guy's tiny desk. I'm like, this guy's awesome. He's like a Belgian rapper. And then I look on his YouTube channel and be like, oh, he must be some underground guy. One of his one of his um, videos has a billion views. And I was hmm. like, oh, I guess everybody else knew about this. And then my daughter's really obsessed with him, too. So we've been listening to a lot of Stromae. What about you? Uh, I, I, all I listen to is like, you know, uh, electronic music. Um, if I'm trying to like, if I'm, you know, exercising or something like that, like stuff to just get you pumped up. I don't, I'm so disconnected from popular music now because I'm so annoyed by all the political messages from the people who make it. So I just throw on like whatever, you know, Apple, like Apple store playlist or whatever. There's. The last time I discovered a new artist I truly enjoy, um, I just, I so rarely search anymore. Although I'm the ultimate normie right now in that I can't get over uh, Luke Combs' Fast Car cover. A plus. Oh, A plus. Can't get over it. That's, uh, I know that's like the number whatever song in the country, but that's, that's one of those cases where it's like someone took someone else's song and crushed it. I love the original too. And we use, uh, I use the fast car remix in the intro of the show frequently. Um, yeah. Uh, but the, the way he does that song is like it. Yeah. It's like it was supposed to be his or something like that. And that's become its own political controversy. It wasn't supposed <laughs> to be an a manly sounding black lesbian. Song. <laughs> My wife thought that Tracy Chapman was a man. Everyone <laughs> thought Tracy yeah. Chapman was a man. Um, but there's that political angle on it too. Oh, the only reason he's successful with it is because he's a white guy, even though Tracy Chapman was like Grammy nominated for that song back in yeah. the eighties. Anyway, I'm so what disconnected a, from music. Take. It's yeah. Uh, incompetent hands. A year ago I was quoted. Uh, I quoted Josh Whedon in a super chat. If nothing we do means anything, then the only thing that means anything is what we do. Matt was quick okay. to lambast this as lefty nonsense. I don't remember the quote, but um, I don't the but taken at its most charitable, isn't this statement a reflection of Matt's message? Stop caring about COD kill count and live your life like it matters. I wasn't brought up very religious, but I do find value in it today. I've been asking myself recently, uh, is where we draw the line on cultural enforcement. Uh, and the only thing that separates me and... Richard Parker, or what is it? What is it that separates it? How would I answer that? Or how would you answer that? Also blonde, I know you've spoken on this, but quick thoughts on the morality of being cynical. Well, it's hard for me to under this. 
If I was dismissive with this quote, I don't remember, but the way it's phrased, I find it very hard to follow. If nothing we do means anything, then the only thing that means anything is what we do. But that's definitely not true. There are all sorts of things that you can do that are not meaningful. You have to be intentional, thoughtful, philosophically sound about the things that you do for them to have value. And the question is value according to what or pursuant to what? And it's your purpose for being here, which is, uh, you know, that's a that's a God concept. That's a faith concept. That's all that. My dispute with that quote would be, it seems to imply that anything that you do is the value concept. And it's definitely not anything that you do. Um, I suppose culture... The question here, cultural enforcement ver- or what what's the proper role for enforcing this life of purpose, I suppose. I mean, my my answer on this is convincing people to make the right choices. I don't I don't necessarily view the government or the state as the proper or the effective tool to force or coerce people into making these choices that that lead to a life of purpose. I think for you to fulfill that life of purpose, it has to be something that you understand and you choose for its own sake. And I think to reach your own fulfillment, you have to do that. You have to know why you're doing it. That's why I hesitate to use one of many reasons, not the only reason why, but that's one reason I'm not a fan of the use of state force and coercion because it's not of much value. If someone points a gun at your face and says you will do this, does the fact that you do it mean as much? If it's just because someone pointed a gun at you as it does if you actually did it because you made that choice yourself and you understand why you're making that choice and you're philosophically sound in that understanding. That's yeah, that's why cultural enforcement, I suppose, is fine. But I, I my enforcement mechanism in the ideal world is convincing people. It's not um, it's not coercion. And maybe the compromise position is like more more Nelson Muntz shame, haha, at people. And you know, you can convince them that way too. But I just don't want to do the gun pointing thing. And when I say gun pointing, I mean I mean that as a metaphor and in some ways it's literal, but use of use of the law. The the threat of locking people up for noncompliance, that sort of thing. Uh and then the last question for you, if you I don't know if you had thoughts on that, but oh, quick I, thoughts I on the morality of being cynical. Oh, is that is it immoral to be cynical, I guess? think so i mean i I think that cynicism helps you deal with um the harsh realities of life optimists seem to fall really hard when they have to cope with tragedy and tragedy is the only real happiness is not an inevitability in life but tragedy is like everyone you know is going to die if you don't die first you're going to you're going to watch people die horrible things are going to happen to every single one of us terrible terrible tragic things that is the only guarantee in life so shouldn't we trend towards cynicism like just an anticipation of the inevitable suffering that we're all going to have i'm tempted to take that because i find that to be a very interesting question but in the interest of time i'll have to allow that to linger and people can think what they want about it n-word yeah i haven't been able to get into call recently partly because i'm busy and then bad luck with randomization how do you blame how much do you blame oh i probably should cut this question but whatever Lauren Southern for her situation, it seems like Blonde was leaning towards Lauren Southern's side and against her husband. However, Lauren Southern, an attractive young gal, well-known, had the pick of the litter when it came to finding a man, and she came from a conservative area, but chose that guy. He was conservative. Also, knowing her online persona, would you tell an audience member to avoid a single conservative mother whose husbands did not die? As a general rule of thumb, people should not date single mothers. It creates a host of problems, especially 
when the woman is raising a daughter, although she has a son. There's, there's just no situation where I can imagine that like an unrelated man should be raising a girl that turns into a teenager. Like it's the whole thing is rife, rife for potential molestation. Um, also because the man doesn't want to raise a kid that's not his. I mean, he just doesn't. How much do I blame Lauren for her situation? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm friends with Lauren, so I'm clearly biased about this. But like what we lose sight of on the right is that sometimes men are assholes and they abandon the family and they don't do the right thing. And sometimes men, women pick the wrong men. But like, I think that what she did, that her part in this is that she picked the wrong man. And everybody's like, one of my friends texted me the other day. He's like, you know, Lauren Southern's black husband left her. I was like, Lauren Southern's uh, Catholic one eighth Taiwanese husband left her one eighth Taiwanese. Well, you know so, like, all the details here. <laughs> I mean, that's basically nothing. I mean, Octarune. <laughs> I know it's like, does it count as Octarune if it's Asian? I don't know. It's just, it's just not like her kid is like, like one drop Asian. And everybody's just freaking out That's about just the, the right amount of Asian. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Lauren Chen is the just amount, the, the right amount of Asian. Okay. She's like half. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think she picked the wrong. She picked the wrong guy. And I think he's probably a huge asshole. Uh, what about that? Everybody wants to talk about men and how they get screwed. And I understand that men get screwed in family court. But people like just pearly things. They have no idea the vulnerability of women when they're pregnant. And when they have children, you know, Lauren Southern had to pay that guy spousal support. He abandons the family, Ooh. leaves for another country, and then she pays spousal support. And everybody's like, oh, men in family court get their kids taken. It's like, <laughs> well, then why don't I see anybody around me that that's happened to? I don't know anybody, any man that that's happened to. I don't know any of the specifics of this situation. So I'm just going to I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth and um, comment on this because I've already done that once with Lauren because I thought it was public knowledge that she was pregnant and it wasn't. And I said that on this show accidentally and I had to that apologize so to her bad. and delete it. Your wife was texting me and she just was going, move. <laughs> on yeah. stop <laughs> so i <laughs> certainly don't want to um i don't want to to do anything wrong to her this time it's not that i uh i'm trying to avoid the question i just i have not watched her video on it i don't know all the information so i just have yeah. to say uh can't comment on that juggernaut uh, last question says have you have your thoughts changed on letting your kids take care of their own pets i don't remember what we've said no previously. more pets do we ever talk about this I guess what what does it mean to let them take care of their own? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if your family has pets, everyone's taking care of the pet. No, I know. It's not going to be like just my son's dog or something. Yeah. Uh, the reality is everyone's dealing with that dog. Everyone's taking care of it. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, no, I wouldn't have just my kid's pet if that's the premise of the question. But I want specifically, I want my kids to grow up with dogs. Uh, absolutely. That's yeah. going to be a part of their life. Um. Hopefully, and now we have, like, at this house, we have a little bit more room to work with, so I, I think big dogs might be in play at this house, which would be fun. I haven't had a big dog since a I parenties. was in high school. St. Bernard to protect this house. That'd be fun. No more giant breeds. All right. Uh, thank you guys for the questions. Very much appreciated. One more reminder, if you'd like to send an email question to the show, call in show question form on the contact page of the website, com slash contact. I know... Uh, we're, we're at 
quarter two now. So uh, do you think you can read some chats or you got to get out of yeah, here? Yeah, let's let's just do it. Okay, just a couple on Rumble. Bert says, the ongoing writer's strike is delaying our Yellowstone universe. We need the guidance of Stallone and Tulsa King more than ever now. What do we watch until then? Need Blonde's help. Uh, they haven't seen 1923. Oh, I don't know. He said like the Yellowstone universe. So I would assume he's caught up on the okay. Yellowstone universe. Um, the, the best show that I've watched in the last six months is on Netflix. It's called Beef. And it's about, it's Ali Wong. And then she's beefing with some other Asian. And it really gets like American Asian culture and how they hate white people and stuff. It like really captures that. It was so good. Um, that's all I can think of right hmm. Uh, Bert also says, I don't need to worry about Blonde's Banhammer. I'm on Rumble where I'm free to say what I want. Wild Rumble Days free chat. I did have the Grimace Shake, too. Well, thank you, Bert. And I'm glad you got to experience the weird blueberry pie Grimace Shake. Uh, we're good on Rumble and we're good on Odyssey and DLive as well. So just YouTube and Tippy, we'll call it an evening. Uh, Pipples against Islam. We'll do what you say, Blonde. Just give us the command. <laughs> that oh, oh, was that the answer? So you bring in the Muslims to take care of, of the gays and then yeah. you bring in the pit bulls to take care of the Muslims. I got it. Yeah. But then so what do we do with the pit bulls? We euthanize. Them. Just take them down. All right. Put them yeah. down. Yeah. Totally. Um, They're just you know, misunderstood. A, we'll we'll come to an understanding one of these days. Uh, Zelensky and Putin, we're making a lot of money together. We should keep this thing going. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Dude, I'm telling you, I know Thank that it's who. like a crackpot nonsense tinfoil theory, but I swear to God, Putin is in on it. I swear <laughs> he's getting some, he's got, it's 10% for the big guy and, and 5% for the shirtless guy on the horse. That's the yeah. arrangement here. He, there's some kind of kickback that Putin gets. Um, Mojack420, usually don't watch the Wednesday show, but I'm going to fall asleep to y'all tonight. Starting my first chemo treatment bright and early tomorrow. I'll be right with blonde, with you blonde on nausea. Mm. We're just like, oh, we'll pray for you. Good All luck. the best. Uh, and please uh, please keep in touch and let us know how it goes. We, uh, we're hoping the best for you and and uh, hoping you feel you feel better as soon as possible. No body. Do what's best for you and yours. Sometimes that means leaving a sinking ship and not letting people drag you down. Altruism will be extorted. That is true. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Ryan Haas. I need to catch the replay, but I've wanted to know for a while now, what are your favorite sounders? Thanks for the fantastic oh content. You, you can't beat LaDonna. It's not against the law. Ho, fuck you is my favorite sounder. It's not against the law. Ho, fuck you. Uh, that is a classic. You know, the Mike Pence, uh, not my concern. I've enjoyed well, it's a not lot my concern. lately. And I have a new one for Sunday that I wanted to deploy tonight, but I, it's so good that I need to introduce it properly. There was a fight between some kind of like tranny and some kind of gay guy in Canada. And I don't even know what they were fighting about. It was like a street fight. And this, this, I think it was a female to male tranny. So like a real butch chick going after this gay guy over some kind of disagreement and he's backing off and trying to fight her. And he just yells at her. I'm gay. You fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like he's supposed to, she's supposed to stop. Like they're supposed to be allies or that, that he is owed some kind of protection. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. It, I can't wait to play this clip. It happened a few weeks ago. I only discovered it a few days ago, Oof. but that one is going to be, uh, I hope that one will be a classic. Of course I have to go with Bernie. Um, I am not going to be niggardly, not just for its chat purposes, but because it's so funny that Bernie Sanders said that in a real debate. And, uh, yeah. and you know, it was like in the 80s, but still it's just so weird. You know, I understand that niggardly is not um, a slur, 
But if, it's like if you're a politician of all the words you could choose to mean um, cheap or, you know, uh, whatever your synonyms are to choose that. Like who says niggardly in conversation? Uh, Jews. Do they? I, I've never heard it, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's been accused of being niggardly many times in his life. <laughs> and he's had to levy against that. Touché. Okay, I uh, see where you're going with that. It didn't hit me uh, initially. I understand. Achilles. That. Anastasia's yeah. Roman blonde, Constantine the Great's daughter, was named Anastasia. Bring glory to the old ways. But colloquially, I think it's become it's become more familiar within Slavic cultures. I hear Anastasia. Everybody thinks about Russia. The other sounder I forgot to mention, the Ugandan guy. Hmm. Why are you gay? Why are you gay? And that's in the context of him interviewing like some tranny lesbian. And he says it. He's not. It's not just deadpan. He's serious. Why are you gay? That is a journalistic question that he's offering. That's great African media right there. Oh, wingy. I watch a video of what if all history named why why America will have its French Revolution. Tons of great points from a Gen Z point of view. I highly recommend if you have 40 minutes to spare. Speaking of the boog. okay. Hmm. What if alt history? Okay. I do. Alt history stuff is cool. I'm usually entertained by that. So I will give Um, it a look. Maddie. Oh, hey guys. I love it. I miss you. I listen always, even while slaving 60 hours a week. I miss my blonde Barbie on Twitter. Guess you are still hot. Shut up and embrace it. (laughs) Um, I don't miss Twitter at all. I I can't, can't believe they bitched out though and banned me again. Thank you, Maddie. Hmm. No, nobody. Thank you. Cliff notes, uh, you make more, they tax more. U.S. citizens are taxed and susceptible to the draft worldwide. You need to pay to renounce citizenship is $2,500. That's why the ultra wealthy are pro-tax. You pay, they leave. Mm, okay. I got to uh, Makes sense. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to check that out. And thank you for the, uh, thanks for supporting the show. And thanks for the reference. Battle K. The thing about gun crime statistics is that they don't let us know if the person had it coming. Well, a lot of the times uh, <laughs> there, that, that, that is legitimately true, though, is is um, in the cases of, say, when you see things like homicides, OK, that will include a lot of murders. Yes. As in unjustified intentional killings of another person. But the term homicides will also include all sorts of things like defensive killings that were justified, mm-hmm. uh, police shootings that were justified. So you do have to be careful. It's not. I don't want to overstate here because I haven't I haven't done a deep data dive to confirm this. My guess, though, is that when you see terms like that, it is it is mostly crime, but it's not exclusively crime. And you do have to be careful because in the same way they use suicides to pile on, they'll use justified uh, uses of guns to pile on as though they are attacks, as though they are crimes, when in fact they are crimes deterred. Mm-hmm. Australia says, good day, cunts. You better be paying Tim the correct award wage and supplying him the correct beanie. Oh, it's not that, Tim, but yeah, I get you. It's only increased by 20% in the last year if you can afford it. That's true. I probably do have to give him some sort of inflation compensation for what's going on down under. Haven't thought about that. Oil King says, four more hours and four more hours and four more hours. Yag, 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 I tooted. Are you able to do some horseback riding, Matt? Proverbs 2610. (laughs) Got to go straight from the fart jokes to the scripture. Uh, please have, oh no, he's just saying that is, I, that is an unknown piece of scripture, I guess. Please have Bible hub on tab. Very helpful. Thank you. Uh, another robot noises. Um, I, I, I've never, I've, I've never 
I don't think I've ridden horseback as an adult, like ponies as a child. But no, I don't ride horses at all. Are you a horseback rider? I mean, I have in the last 10 years. Hmm. I probably should learn how. It'll be useful in the... Uh... Well, when all the technology is destroyed and when we need gay war cavalry, I should probably have that skill. I'll be the uh, the custer of the gay war. You know, I'll ride in with and I'll die yeah. on principle uh, and on some hill somewhere. <laughs> Holden Mulray says, can't, uh, can't is the word that is foe to ambition, an enemy ambush to shatter your will. Its prey is forever the man with a mission and it bows, but to courage and patience and skill. That is Edgar Albert Guest. Um, yeah, I think in general, I guess I've always hated the idea that, like can't shouldn't be in your vocabulary. There's definitely some shit you can't do. And you should have the wisdom, I think, to recognize that in certain cases. But yeah, overall, I think an attitude of, of realistic optimism is is the correct choice. So. Try to try to minimize can't, but uh, but sometimes there's some real can't shit and you should move on. That's what I would say. Thank you, Holden. Uh, appreciate it. Nobody says you can listen to artificial intelligence for dummies on Audible, too. Well, I, I'll have to, I guess, um, because to me, artificial AI just seems like all horror show. And I, I need to get the perspective on, like, why this is so awesome and we have so much to look forward to. I get it's like, oh, everything's going to be efficient and everything will be automated and you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. anything ever again. But like, I don't know. So, oh, there's a lot of human stuff that's worth worrying about. In fact, it provides us with a lot of purpose yeah. and it doesn't murder us. <laughs> so I don't know. Gustavo Sanchez, uh, that's assuming most people ask about their dates, medical history prior to sex. How do you do that without it coming off as off putting? Yeah. Um, uh, if you want to do that, then you have to expose yourself to the risk of STDs. Like what, <laughs> what's the deal? If you don't want to get STDs, then don't have sex. Yeah, and if well, if you want to uh, eliminate the risk, you have to have that conversation, I suppose. Like, are you? You clean can't or... eliminate the risk by having that conversation. People lie. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Got to try it, to decide I mean, if you trust them. You can reduce that risk somewhat by having a conversation about it, but yeah. Also, if you make somebody get STD tested before you have sex with them, it doesn't tell you anything about their former STD experiences. Hmm. Just means clean today. Yeah. Uh, Christian blonde secretly dreams of Jerry Nadler. I highly doubt that's true. <laughs> that weirdo Oompa Loompa. All right. I think we are uh, all set. Um, yeah, we're good on rumble. Good on D live all set on odyssey. And it looks like we're set on tippy stream right before the top of the hour. So just in time, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, let's do it. Okay. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for your super chats. Thank you for your email questions and all your forms of participation in the show. Greatly appreciated. If you missed any part of the show, the audio will be posted on the podcast pla- uh, platforms momentarily. You can find that over on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcasts. Speaking of anything else show related, mattchristensenmedia.com. And we, of course, will be back on Sunday with uh, whatever happens between now and then. In the meantime, have a great week and a great night.